That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright everyone, welcome to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. We got a big episode tonight, and we got a full house, so let me just get the panel out of the way. I got Bat Force Tom from sunny California. I got the Trunkler from Chirac. Yo, yo. I got Grandpa Batman from Texas. I got Diggity over in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got, oh, Diggity. We got our boy the Grumpler representing New York. Don't use my hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got Arkham Asylum LPC from, from New Jersey. This episode's going to be great, believe me. <laughs> I, got, I got Robo Rich from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I'm restarting my life. <laughs> and we have Robin Cross up in Mooseville, Canada. All right. So um, not too long ago, we did a quick post on, um, on our social media asking what story um you guys want us to cover next and uh, i wasn't too surprised when everyone when the main consensus was um hush so tonight we're covering hush batman hush by jeff Loeb, jim lee scott williams and alex sinclair and uh, we're just gonna go through it it's a lot to talk about it's a big book it's a really popular book i um it's a crowd pleaser i think it's one of those books that every you know not only every comic book reader tends to love but every casual reader that doesn't really read comics but needs like a go-to piece if they were to read comics or a story arc for batman i guess we'll open up real quick before we start going through the issues um anything you guys want to say before we just like steamroll through it well it's uh it's very trademark jeff Loeb because i mean he likes to use a lot of characters that come and go and interweave throughout the story just like he did with long halloween and dark victory so yeah he was having to, you know, I guess follow up those, and yeah. and this is, you know, the the next in line with, uh, you know, the I guess what you would basically call an essential Batman story that, you know, every reader should or probably already has read. Mm. Um, so yeah, ten, uh, ten years pre New Fifty Two, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I always felt like everyone always wanted Jeff Loeb to to give everyone the next long Halloween, you know, that first with dark victory and maybe with hush like that. Cause it was, it's such a similar format with every issue. There'll be a new reveal and new characters and everything like that. And, uh, you know, going into it, hush is definitely a book. Every Batman comic reader needs to read as well. Cause it's, not only that, I mean, he also introduced a new character that's very popular in the, the right, Gotham yeah. mythos, you know, with, with the true. title character of hush. Mm. So he kind of, uh, he didn't really in, reinvent Batman and Bruce Wayne's origin. He just kind of added it, added to it, you know, because he gives us a little look at more of Bruce's childhood. Right. Yeah, it gives us a little look at a different aspect of Batman. Nobody really explored was him actually having a friend. He was always more portrayed as a loner pretty much his whole life. And uh, 
this kind of gave a new insight into it and yeah. his childhood. As much as of a detective story it is, it's also a love story between Catwoman and Batman. It's, Definitely. That's kind of the, which strings it all together, so I thought it was really interesting. Because it's got all the elements that everyone's talking about, like one of the things that people ask, like, oh, what's a good Batman story I should start with? I always say this is probably one of the top three I recommend for people to read. And people like to, I mean, <clears throat> I know like, you know, it, it, with the with the creators with Jim Lee and especially Jeff Loeb, like you know Loeb had a history writing Batman before, and that was you know really kind of like beloved by certain people. So this one maybe gets compared, but I see it kind of stands on its own mainly because of Jim Lee's art. And it was the first yeah. time Jim Lee was drawing. Was it the first time he drew anything for DC? Uh, he it was his first m- real oh, yeah. uh, mainstream work on Batman. He had done a backup story in an ish, uh, I think issue one of Gotham Knights. Yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah, it was when when it started. It was yeah. kind of like a game changer in that, like at the time, no one. I mean, now, like you can look at like, you know, like Fabic and like a couple other people who like are just ridiculous. But back then, I think like he came on the scene and kind of just destroyed a lot of things that like you look at the art in in this book and you compare it to kind of things that were out around the time, and it's like it it went from kind of comic book art to you know other artists are kind of like artists so they might not be um they might they're not trying to do like anatomically correct characters and uh trying to get too mm-hmm. you know what i mean not too like realistic but jim lee more stylized yeah. even though every everything that jim lee does you know it's kind of like super muscled up to a certain extent it's pretty realistic yeah and so i think when he's drawing batman and when you're seeing all these characters in his style it's like holy crap so for that reason <laughs> For the reason of the storytelling and for the combination of the art, you know, I tell people go read this because it's like probably one of the best two things. As far as like a casual reader who's never like picked up a comic book, because sometimes yeah. they'll be like, well, I don't know, I don't like this art. You know, like some people like aren't ready for Tim Sale. A lot of people aren't ready for Frank Miller's art, so you can't really give those those to them off the bat. But this is kind of like like an introduction, like this is a beginner's like dream to kind of open up these these pages and be like, holy crap, look how good this looks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's mainstream. Her... It's mainstream style comic art. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I've so always called it. A, I've always yeah, like commercial comic book art. Like this is the stuff you see on lunch boxes and magnets yeah, and stuff, exactly. like that, which we actually do with his thing. No, I'm serious. Like yeah. that's why it's so appealing to a lot of people who maybe not don't read comics that much. Is that I think Jim Lee pencils in the way where it's it's that clutching comic book commercial style and i just you know big shout out to uh, alex and claire and um scott oh, Williams yeah, too because they they bring it to life as well with the inks and the colors it's just insane yeah, crazy. Well, like, yeah especially guys... i mean sinclair is like jim lee's right hand you know yeah right he loves yeah. working with him and scott williams too i mean they're, they're such an awesome team if you guys yeah. have flipped through like you were talking about it before we started recording but the unwrapped edition of hush when you look at just the, the raw pencils that jim lee did and you look at some of the stuff he does and, you know, some pa- some pages he gets like super in there and super detailed and really fine. And then other pages are like super loose. And when you look at it, you're like, how the hell did this get like translated to what it actually ends up being? And that's yeah. all Scott Williams, man. That's all Scott yeah. Williams going in there. And S- same, that out. same thing with Danny Mickey and Greg Capullo. Like that's Mickey knows Capullo so well. Like you just fucking, you know, it's Luke. like you lay down the mustard, then the other guy puts on the mayo. It's just, you know, <laughs> one of those yeah. I, I also think this book's really good for uh, new readers too. For kind of what Tom touched on as well is that there's so many characters in this book that you get a really good introduction mm. to the mythos and all the characters of Batman and 
they do the brief yeah. recap of his origin and stuff, and so it's really good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go, the invisible organizer. A lot of carrots in this stew. <laughs> big old sausage. <laughs> At the beginning of Hush, they do a quick little The Legend of Batman segment where they kind of go through his... Um, Origin story, real quick. When his yeah. parents died, I guess that's too. Um, I guess that's catering to new readers as well. Was, that wasn't so in the flipped. original book, though, in the single issue, that origin thing. No, it's Maybe. part it of wasn't. Wizard Zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. That's catering to new readers that are picking it up, so they you know just have a little idea of uh, how it all started with Batman. And then you go. Then we go to the next page. Batman number six hundred eight. You guys on that page when it shows that. Uh, it's like a splash for Batman with the new boots. Are those yeah. Wayne Tech boots that he got on? That <laughs> Dude, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That cover rules. Yeah, yes, Jim Lee put, said that he put that on the bottom there. Those are somebody's initials that he knows on the bottom. Uh, oh, Will, Will, William Wong. Yeah, yeah. yeah the WW. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. I was, I was like flipping it over to see if it. Uh, spelled a word well, or anything like that. Who, who just cracked did up that, that a lot of times in the books? Like some of the buildings have people's names or initials hidden in them. Yeah, some of the great yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. William Wong. I, I love that. I love <laughs> Jim, uh, that Jim started drawing in the treads on the bottom of the boots for the first time, and yeah, I love he regretted that. it. He, he later regretted it because now he yeah. had to do it so many times and had to make it the same. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so starting getting into it, I do. Oh man, you know what I really love about Hush is that he has a blue cow. Like that's really before it all started to go black. So yeah, that's really cool. What's wrong with black? You... So, <laughs> so here we go. That's racist. I don't want to get in with things. What's wrong with blue? Belly has them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This for a long. Yeah, when well, you got to get Smurfs, man. Uh, yeah. This for a long time was my favorite bat suit. I just like the blue and the old school belt. Don't lie. <laughs> That's when the utility belt looked like a utility belt as well. I love yeah, that he has like a super extra large right arm. Yeah, I, I, I posted that yesterday. Yeah, he's lifting, dude. I mean, if but, uh, the average guy measures it, you know, one arm's going to be bigger than the other. <laughs> more pump in. Dude, his leg is. Um, yeah, he, he definitely didn't skip leg day. <laughs> Not, mm. he, he didn't skip left leg day. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the story opens where he's pretty much rescuing some um, rich kid that's um, held hostage by the random array of mercenaries. They hired big guns. Yeah. yeah. But really... Um, the one, this guy yeah. looks like the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yet again was something I liked. Uh, something that Loeb did with the... Uh, the uh, captions and stuff like stuff Frank Miller does where it shows Batman going in to take him down, basically like saying in his head all their weaknesses and like how one's got like a steel plate and if I use anything magnetic, it'll drop him, you know, and all that. I love when they... I love that. And I, and I really nice touch with the um, the targeting system that he has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, it's just right off the bat. Oh, yeah, and it's just like right off the bat, you see... You know, he's using so many gadgets. It's like the first panel when he melts the, the padlock, and then it's the night vision yep. targeting, and the dude gets a battering in his, in his fucking neck. And, Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, it's just a really uh, cool way to start off the, the story. So yeah, in the unwrapped version, does it have the uh, targeting system, or that I'm assuming those are digital overlays? Let me question. let me uh, refer to my. Uh, no, we can need. Uh, I'm just gonna grab it off my wall as I have it here in my comic library. I'm afraid I've pulled the wrong book out. That was Court of Owls. 
I also have that oh, one. Shit. I have so many here, I can't keep track. Ears, hush, unwrapped. And your question was regarding the targeting system. Is that a digital overlay? That is on page, like, two, three. <laughs> I don't see a targeting system. I see the uh, batterings going into the mercenary. A little bit of trickeration with, uh, you know, the digital coloring that uh, Sinclair added, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cheat, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Cheaters over there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the splash page. Um, Bats, Batman's fighting Croc. What do you got, like 10 million in that briefcase? A very mutated Croc. I mean, this yeah. dude is... Devolving Croc, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we ever saw him, like, really, really mutated, like, yeah. more animal To the point where man, he looks like a it? dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, he does look like a dinosaur. He looks kind of like sour. a lizard in this from Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, the lizard. <laughs> but if you look at his face, yeah, it is kind of devolved. They should it. put some weird coat on him and make him walk stupid. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ninja Turtle Yeah, okay. But during this fight, you know, Batman's figuring it out because he's like, you know, Croc couldn't set something up like this. Croc's not that smart. Um, yeah. Right. So he's figuring out on the fly while he's trying not to get killed and... If you look, if you look in the background, I love you see, you know, a silhouette of someone sneaking around. So yeah, yeah. I missed that, that so many That's times when I first read this. No, Catwoman in the back. Good. Oops, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A great splash page. Good fight too. I love how Batman's calculating everything Croc's doing, and uh, yeah, he uses that hypersonic device on his head too, like plants went on yeah. on top of his yeah. head. Yeah, to, to disorient the um. The bad guys. That's actually also taken from Batman Begins. That's directly <laughs> from, you know, the third act. Bats finally gets him chained up, and then that kid, the hostage, is like, yeah, and Batman's like, Edward, be quiet. <laughs> yeah. shut, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth, kid. That's a real Batman. So this dialogue's really good, too, where um, she's like, oh, not how we would have handled it. I guess that's a SWAT that just arrived, and Batman's like, he, she, he interrupts her. He's like, this is my city. Like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> it's so, yeah, that is pretty good. Who is, um, who is this person again? This, uh... FBI. FBI Federally. Yeah, FBI. Federally. <laughs> <laughs> so the money's gone, though. Um, Bats... Oh, it's gone. The kid. They got Croc. The money's gone. And then oh, Bat fuck. puts on his, um... His heat sensor vision within his cowl, and he notices that, uh... Catwoman swinging away with that briefcase. So. And, then, and then we get the uh, the classic Batman Catwoman chase scene. Yeah. Which is really, really good. Yeah. Um, the yeah. first panel with both of them is, I love it. I fucking love it. He's swinging and she has that bat that backpack on just like gliding through the air. Yeah. She's like, what took you so long? It's really close. I like Yet how again. it says Robin in the background on the building. Yeah, for Robin D. Cross. I know. The- Robin yeah, D. Cross. and then yet again, he's breaking he- down. Heavily that, influenced by know. me. Stuff is right with Catwoman's actions either that she's acting out of character, stealing from somebody else, which she never does. Mm. Man, that grapnel gun, I'm not gonna lie, that's a really good grapnel gun, man. And you know what nice, uh, the one. you know what's awesome? Is that the sideshow hush well he's not they don't call it hush, but it's ba- it's pretty much a hush one sixth has that exact grapnel gun. Yeah. Yep. The figure. Yep. It's fucking badass. Yeah, I know what West put eight of them because yeah. he wanted it. Order like, uh, <laughs> from www.sashrico.com. <laughs> She's swinging on those poles that are coming out of, I guess, the UN because you have an American flag and a Japanese flag, unless that's the embassy. That was a nice thing. That, that's fake. Great. <laughs> when she lands and looks back over his shoulder, yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. Okay, be honest. First time you that's read really this story, honest. how many of you guys noticed 
the bracelet of leaves around her wrist. Did didn't notice it until just now. No, didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Not oh shit. Yeah, she's she's give, already give Gramps an Oreo, man. Well, I mean, uh, even look up in the top corner where she, you know, she's smiling and and getting yeah. away and talking back to him. She even has the bracelet of leaves on right there, and I I, I just wonder, you know, because I didn't catch it the first time I read this book. Until right. yeah, it's, it's very subtle. I just want to take another moment for that panel when she's looking over his shoulder. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, J- I Jim Lee did mention once in a fucking panel that uh, I think Catwoman is his favorite rogue, and it re- it's kind of evident in this. You could you tell you could tell he put a lot of work into her, and she's just definitely one. Of the, he's up there with like Adam Hughes and some of the greats that and and like Jim Ballant or whatever to draw Catwoman. Really good Catwoman. Yeah. Um. Go next. Oh, this is kind of cool. Bats is falling. Grabs onto the gargoyle. Comes off. He goes down hard. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's weird. I almost feel like this part makes doesn't make too much sense to me. I always feel like he would have something else to help him escape this fall or something. I mean, it's probably just me, but like he has so much shit in that chunky utility belt. You would think that he could have got over this one. Well, he did this use is... a shitload fighting those stuff. Well, this is what I don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't get... He, at the, by this point in the night, he's down to shark repellent. <laughs> yeah. This is what I don't understand. I he, guess so, he, he says, my shoulder breaks. At no point in the, any part of the book later on is he wearing a sling for like having a broke shoulder or anything like that. It's just like... Got him. It's like, uh... Oh, that's uh, well... That's because Thomas Elliot worked on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it up in his <laughs> Fixed his shit up. Had some magic yeah. shit. I don't know. I, Fucking I, I, doctors are back on the golf course before noon, dude. Yeah. Got him. So, then, so, so Bats lands in Park Row. Yeah. And uh, next page. So I, right now I'm out of the rooftop with, with Selena, and she enters and sees Poison Ivy. Um, yeah. And obviously, uh, Jimmy's Poison wow, Ivy wow. is heavy, yeah. heavily influenced by um, so, Tim Sale's Poison that's Ivy. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Got and, that trail um, of leaves and stuff coming off of her. Yeah, you know, yeah. like... How good does that Poison Ivy look, by the way? Oh, fuck, that last page? Trunkler, relax, Jesus Christ. It's like her, it's like her so hair's the pulling page. the money out and... <laughs> Oh, I didn't add it as fucking green. I'd that for a dollar. Oh my god. Man. You thought of when I saw this Ivy was, uh, what's her name? Angie Everhart. You guys remember her? Shit. Redheaded yes. supermodel. That's who I thought oh, of. No, that was, I was like, wow. Was he, he just drew Angie Everhart right there. Mm. So the bottom line is Ivy has. Selena, Kyle, under her spell, she takes the... It's cool how her her hair is actually grabbing yeah. the briefcase and taking the money out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that leads us back to Batman 609, which is probably my favorite cover. Yeah. I'm glad they made a t-shirt. Well, it's not her hair, it's the, the vines that are interwoven in her hair. Is it? Because it's the same color as red. I don't know. Be realistic. Don't know. She doesn't have magic hair. <laughs> well, Batman 609. And uh, so Bats is on the floor. He's fucked up, man. He's landed in Crime Alley. Yeah. And he's trying to get in touch with Oracle via the head comms in his cowl, and there's like a bunch of bums over him ready to beat his ass. <laughs> this is one of my favorite he's parts dead. of the book, actually. Yeah. Uh, this an- is really an- cool another too scene because... that they clearly stole straight from the Chris Nolan Dark Knight movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they probably stole this from the uh, 89 Batman, you know what I mean? Get him. Get him. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> when... They stole it from everything. Everything. Yeah. Fucking, they stole it from Bob Barker, is what they stole yeah. it from. Yeah. Like how one of the guys says, one of the bums says, uh, I hear he ain't human. I'm kind of glad they added that old element in, even though it's a 
later in Batman's career, they, there's still that sense of um, fear, not knowing. Yeah. Also, like yeah. when they said, "What do you mean he ain't human? He's bleeding." He's like, "Maybe it ain't human blood." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean That's that one great, guy. Man. That one guy's trying to. He, he's like, you know, take off the mask or whatever, and the mask actually opens up like it has like a self defense system. Like a yeah, with system. some gas. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. You know, shout out to Jeff Loeb, man, because you know what? There's a lot of humor in this book too. Yeah. It's really good. It, yeah. it is clever writing. The gas comes out of his cow because they try and send a mask Batman. He's laying on. He's all fucked up. And then they try to. I guess they go on top of him. They get electrocuted. It's like some kind of <laughs> yeah. defense system on his suit, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Damn, he electrocuted the man. <laughs> he has the. Uh, it's like a Japanese bandana on his head with some writing on it. Um. That guy, I like the way they colored that gun. Like the, it's like the light from the electric, the, the electricity is gleaming off it. It's a pretty nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's interesting so is that you know he Oracle is trying to talk to him through the cow, right? And she's like calling out for help, and and someone replies, and it it says, "This is H. I'm in the area." And Oracle says, "Okay, is there anyone else in the area?" Like. <laughs> Like, nobody wants to any, see you, bitch. No one any quick back for, for for those who don't know, can anyone do a quick background story around why they're so reluctant to ask for Huntress's help? Uh, well, family's Italian mob, and uh, she's always yeah. been pretty ruthless and kind of beat her own drum in a sense. She doesn't like taking orders from Batman, and uh, he thinks she's mm. a little too violent and rough. Uh, with criminals yeah. and is reluctant also to trust her because of her family where uh, Frank Bertinelli yeah, Frank Bertinelli uh, which is a, a high-ranking member in the Italian mob so Huntress answers the call on the comms um, to save Batman because uh, no one else is available how or badass is that splash of her on that bike man? that splash uh, that splash right. of her on that Huntress motorcycle I was waiting I didn't want to be real beauty I was waiting until somebody fucking beauty. said it so I wouldn't have to say it Dude, Hashtag she's a beauty, Dude, Clark. Huntress, bro. Going all Huntress. Yep, yeah. me too. Yeah. She's so I fucking awesome. You know what? She fuck, is amazing. I... fuck Batgirl. Fuck Black Canary, man. Just give me Huntress, man. Yeah. Exactly. I do like Black Canary in uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, though. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For different yeah. reasons. <sighs> yes. Yes. So what's going on here? Uh, she starts kicking ass, whooping ass, and then she gets... um. Someone catches a fucking a knock on her, and she's like, I love when she's down in front of Batman, because I guess they have a history, and she's like, damn you, not going down, not in front of you. <laughs> I thought that was pretty uh, pretty good dialogue. Well, well yeah. also, I mean, you know, Huntress is one of those characters that's kind of got a little messed up origin, you know, because originally she was Batman and Catwoman's daughter on Earth 2. Right. Back Wayne. in yeah. Elena Wayne. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And so that to me kind of referred to that saying, you know, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down in front of you because there was some stories where she came to Earth One and kind of told him that, Hey, I'm your daughter and he's like, Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they can yeah. have a good yeah. relationship, you know, because she saw him more as a father figure, but he was just like, right. I don't know who you are. That's how, it was also that's heavily in the books, too, at this point, where she was uh, constantly like, he would tell her no, and that he didn't want her working in the city, and that she wasn't trained enough, or didn't have enough expertise, and so she was really yeah. big about looking good in front of yeah, Batman. Yeah, she really wanted his approval, in a way. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's the black sheep. Huntress and Hush is quintessential Huntress, for anyone. As good as it gets. <clears throat> so she whoops these bums' ass and uh, then the Batmobile pulls up, the automatic driving system, 
and she uh, gets Batman in there, and uh, <laughs> I love the interior of this freaking Batmobile, man. Just the little panel right there. The outside of it has that Bray Fogle inspiration, doesn't it? Right. It reminds me of his Batmobile. I like how Oracle's yeah. just pretty much just bossing her around me, like, get him in the car. Car's on yeah. the way. All right, thanks. Bye. And just, <laughs> <laughs> see you, bitch. <laughs> you know? the, I love the car door slams shut on her, and it's just gone. Yeah. And then Helena Hel- getting back on that motorcycle, man. You guys hit me on that page, man. The, the way that uh, the way that Oracle is, is telling her what to do, <laughs> the way that Oracle's telling her what to do, there is really similar to the way that uh, Alfred tells Carrie Kelly what to do in Dark Knight Returns, getting uh, Batman into the tank. That is true. That is that. You nailed it on the money. Note, I'll give him an Oreo. There's huh? some other references in uh, in this book that Jim Lee throws out because he he'll be the first to say that. Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns, was the book that got him to basically quit medical school and go into drawing comics full-time. <laughs> he just left left the observation area where they're fucking, <laughs> you know, performing surgery. He's like, fuck this, man. Did you read Dark Knight Returns? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> idea. Somebody just dropped a junior mint and this guy was operating on. I'm, I'm getting idea. <laughs> <laughs> Going on to that page where Poison Ivy's holding that briefcase. You know, you know I love my Ivy. She's a beaut, Clark. That is her. Those eyes, that rage. Green that skin. sinister plan. Yeah, the green. I love the green skin ivy, man. And green skin ivy's coming back. So she got all this dough in the briefcase. What's going on here? She gives it to somebody. They're getting half. We don't know yet. Then we cut over. This is cool. Then we cut over back to the Batcave where Alfred's kind of um, performing some medical procedures on Bruce. And I love that hologram that shows oh, yeah. the x-ray of his skull. That's dope with his fractured him. skull. That is badass. Take a minute to enjoy this splash page. I tell you, man. Um, it's pretty cool. If you think about all the planning that goes into these splash pages and panels and setups and what versions of the Batmobiles and the computers and high-tech, Wayne-tech systems that he's laying on and what they operate with, there's it's a shitload of thought that goes into I'd think so. for an artist that the bat cave would be like one of the most fun things to do because there's so much freedom you have to interpret it however you want yeah that's like your own take on the bat cave because it's ever evolving right well i wonder how much of like you know this this medical uh table and stuff like that he actually kind of found inspiration from with his medical background you know yeah yeah maybe yeah probably did it's true it was a long time ago but he uh it's always in him so when i was reading this there was I, I felt like there was a lot of influence from uh, the tech that they used in Minority Report, which had come out, I don't know, a year or two before this came out. The Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's true. And also with him name. having like a medical background, that would also kind of explain his, you know, attention to detail with anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bones, that, muscles. Uh, Oracle mentioned in this too, contacting uh, Dr. Ken Solving from the, the Nightfall arc too. Yeah. That was cool. They threw that in. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> What's also kind of cool is how he has, um, he's moving his fingers, pretty much Morse code saying Thomas Elliot, recommending him to be the, uh, the surgeon that takes care of him. It's kind of cool going back now after reading it again and then, Seeing how it all, you know, comes together, why this is all happening, why he's his hands are doing singing for Morse code, talking, you know, mentioning Tom, Doctor Thomas Elliot, his childhood friend, who a uh, famous surgeon at the moment, and it's always cool to see that old, good, chunky, square utility belt, because the new fifty-two utility belt sucks. <laughs> just just oh, wanted man. to throw that out there. I so they put in the Gotham Gazette that Bruce Wayne was in a car accident. That's why he's all fucked up. They're transporting him to Philadelphia. Is he in Philadelphia? You gotta wonder if you're oh. the person in Gotham and you're like, oh, 
Bruce Wayne, another car wreck. That guy cannot <laughs> yeah. drive. Who who yeah. is he insured with? Because God, they're gonna drop his ass. Yeah, I'm home insurance too. I mean, stocks are dropping too. Like yeah, he all, needs home insurance. Not home insurance too. He's always burning down Wayne Manor. Yeah. So Dr. Thomas Elliott's performing surgery on Bruce Wayne. <clears throat> And he gets it over quick. He's like world class surgeon. And then I, this is cool. I remember Jim Lee talking about this this once with the flashbacks. And I think this is all watercolor in a yeah. monochromatic blue. Um, when they cut back to Thomas Elliot and Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne as kids, and they're playing this. It was like a chess game or some kind of war almost game. Like, uh, looks like it's almost like a Stratego. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Stratego, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You guys ever play Star Definitely. Wars Stratego? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different goal, huh? My favorite part of this is the dialogue, you know, where uh, Thomas Elliot says, "You forgot your most imp- important piece, Bruce," and Bruce is like, "I've got your general guarded," and he says, "Not your general, your spy." So I mean, that oh, right there, yeah. that was. That it was a nice little yeah. little nugget, right? Yeah. yeah. The whole theme of it. Uh, being Tommy teaching Bruce about strategy. I know. Right, yeah. yeah. Kind of cool how Loeb was able to fit in this character in the Batman mythos, how he, from day one, almost like how Harvey Dent was another one that Bruce knew as a young child, now in continuity. So right. it's kind of cool how they put it over there. Thomas Elliot coming, you know, quite cocky, coming out of the operating room whenever he's talking about, uh, well, Mr. Wayne will never play the violin again, but it's safe to say that Wayne is out of danger. And, He's safe. He's in Philly. Someone's reading the newspaper. This is interesting. Now, do you guys think that uh, Jim Lee based the design of Hush off of Two-Face in Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Batman 610, that leads us into Batman's in Arkham talking to Croc. Um, Yeah, he doesn't waste much time getting back into it, does he? Yeah. Of course, they don't tell tell us, you know, how long it's actually been, but... He pretty much goes right Typical back. Typical Batman. <laughs> it's like a half hour later. Yeah. So, bat- oh, look at this panel right here um, where it's on the left side of the page where Bat's talking to, I guess, Arkham SWAT and uh, Croc's in that, that holding cell, that, that high-tech holding cell. That's really nice. I love how he did the cowl and cape and everything oh, yeah. on it. Oh, and he kind of gets through the fucking thing, actually. Yeah. And he's going after Bats. He's really pissed off. So you're just obsessed with getting that money and to have his procedure where he doesn't evolve as much anymore. Well, that, that's that, another that, reason I assumed he was back there at the uh, asylum pretty quick after that surgery too, because Croc gets the upper hand on Batman fairly easily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saying he's, he's still too recovering. slow. Fucking Amanda Waller shows up. I forgot she was in this. Well, didn't I mean Batman was kind of a setup, you know, to, because he wanted to let Croc out to to track. Oh, that's him. true. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. Fucking Amanda Waller. Golly. She says, I don't like this. And Batman says, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so he has until midnight to get Croc, or she's going to take him down. And then Batman drives out of um, gates of Arkham Asylum. Man, that is a good Arkham Asylum, man. Yeah. I love this. Shit. Yeah. Really well thought out. I love how they even have the choppers there, those high-tech choppers. Like a really super high-tech Arkham Asylum we're in right now, too. So. What do you think Amanda like, Waller's interest in Croc is? For real. Knowing who she is and who she likes to, to use for her purpose, it makes me wonder. Um, I, I, ha- I haven't read Suicide Squad back to then, but maybe was he going to be involved in like a Suicide Squad story? I think she alludes to the fact that he's... Well, actually, no, she doesn't allude to it. Batman alludes to he's dumb as shit. All you got to do is point him in a direction and he'll fuck shit up. So I think she sees, you know, 
uh, the danger and utility in using him. So she probably is intending to do that, yeah. So, so Tom, Thomas Elliot shows up at Wayne Manor where Alfred answers the door in the rain. This is interesting because it, it feels like the same exact scene out of um, Batman Eternal when Hush shows up to Wayne Manor in the rain and stabs Alfred with the... Yeah. Uh, what was that, Wes? The freaking, um, um... Spoiler, I haven't read that. <laughs> <laughs> really? You didn't read any of it either? <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, a syringe to the temple, I think it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and fucks him up. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty it's, nice. So that, I feel like they kind of took it out of Hush. It feels like the same exact scene, only it's Thomas Elliot. And, uh, and we cut back to another flashback of um, Bruce and Tommy. The one where... Mind. His parents die. Yeah. Right. He, it kind of gives you the sense that maybe Thomas Elliot blames Thomas Wayne in a way for yeah. his dad's death. So that would kind of give you him some incentive to hate Bruce. Right. But yeah. there's, you know, there's more to it. Really nice touch with the watercolor for the flashback. Really effective. Because yeah. when you cut right. back to the colored pages, it's like it does feel like you're in modern day. Right. Batman just wh whipping around in that Batmobile and uh, something hits the tire and it just flies off the fucking Batmobile. Look at that, that hologram that on the left and right side of Batman's head when he's in the Batmobile. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. We don't even see that in comics now. <laughs> you know? It's fucking, that's pretty badass. I want to point out, you know, you turn the page and there's Batman. Basically, they took this out of Batman versus Superman where Superman <laughs> destroys the Batmobile because there's Batman crawling out of the destroyed Batmobile. And yeah, I read that in a meme too. <laughs> so man this uh this batmobile tumbles and uh, bats has to get out of it croc is climbing scaling a, up to a penthouse where there's a greenhouse on top of it where catwoman's in as well Hello. she enters and they're both fighting saying they were you know they're pissed both of them are pissed off because uh, well, how long do you think like croc was looking through that window before he's yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's checking <laughs> something out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, <wouldn't> you? <laughs> Come on. He's definitely got that stalker look. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't you be they're, fair? They're pissed off because they, they both realize they've been set up by Ivy. And then Batman pulls some dental floss out of his uh, utility belt and wraps it around Croc's fucking jaw. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All Nashers. I mean, that is a strong fucking ground look if he's going to shoot it and it's going to pull Croc through a window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that silhouette with the lightning in the background. Yeah. That's nice, man. But, you know, he has Croc and Wallers from Choppers show up. They get him in a net and they take Croc away. Selena, um, she's broken from uh, Ivy Spell at this point. Yeah, she's not wearing yeah. a bracelet anymore. Right, so she gets that off. She's well, pissed off. Let's go. Let's go back. Go back. Just oh, uh, like a page. Rewind. They they take Rewind. they take Croc away, and there's right. someone watching Batman from the distance on the building across the you know way. And yeah, that's pretty cool. It whispers, "All men by nature desire knowledge," and Batman hears it. Yeah. So, yep. So he turns, turn. and it shows highlighted word named Robin. I mean, the building's called Robins, but. Right. That's a, hmm. another little foreshadowing clue. Yeah, because a lot uh, of people yeah, were thanking Jason for Hush when this book was announced. And yeah, uh, it seems like that's yeah. so foreshadowing. See, yeah. Jeff Loeb was always paranoid that people are going to figure out the mystery early in the game. So he, he's mystery. always aware of throwing things left and right in the story. He even mentioned that with The Long Halloween. He was like, well, if they figure out who it is in the beginning, they're not going to buy the rest <laughs> well, of the book. Yeah. Correct me <laughs> so, if I'm wrong, but this book preceded the return of Jason as Red Hood. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah. Towards, towards, the end of, towards the end of the Hush story, there's 
some real heavy uh, suggestions. Right. Yeah, and um, I was also going to reference too, which I guess I might as well since we're talking about it now, was that for anybody listening that hasn't read Hush, if you read Hush, I also suggest also if you're a Red Hood fan reading uh, Red Hood Lost Days after that because there's a lot of uh, correlation with this book with Hush and Lost Days explaining nice. what Jason was up to and all that. So. Get him, boy. Nice. That's yes. called Red Hood um, Lost Days. Yes. Where covers... can you get that in Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to split hairs there, boy? The story When the Crow Flies, uh, which is about mm. Scarecrow and Batman, but at the end, it delves into Jason's comeback as well. So, where could they get that at if they want to get the trade? <laughs> In stocktrades.com. <laughs> and if you really just want to find another Jason Todd story to read, I forget what issue oh, it is, sick. but there was a Teen Titans issue oh, where yeah. uh, Jason shows up at the Titan Tower because he basically wants to test this new Robin, uh, Tim Drake. Yeah, that uh, so he, badass, he sets up to have everyone else leave the tower, and he, Jason he goes Todd's after a thug. Yeah, he's a thug, man. Jason Todd's a thug. He's fucking gritty, <laughs> fucking street. He's hot in the streets. So, <laughs> so Catwoman does a nice flip in front of bats, and then they take Croc away. Catwoman flips in front of bats, and then we have that iconic splash page with um Batman and, and Catwoman oh, yeah. kissing, and That's so it's like the first time they've ever kissed as well. Yeah, is, uh, technically a big deal, big fucking. Well, deal. they turn this big into bat. a statue. Yeah, yep. yeah, they did. This is definitely yeah. one of the most, uh, I don't know, I would I, say maybe reference things in this book. Almost everybody knows their shirts, freaking pants with this on. <laughs> yeah, there is. I, you know what, man? I can't deny it. It's it's amazing, man. Well, probably I, one of the. I, I mean, it's probably one of the most iconic images of the whole story. It iconic. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, man. I, you know, I, I just want. I forgot to point out early, but one one of the things I love about this story, Hush or Jim Lee's Catwoman, is. Her goggles are clear. They don't have that red tint. I don't mind the red tint, but I really love the clear goggles. And it's like yeah. the only time I've ever really seen them used is in this story. Yeah. It's like it's 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 clear, but it has like a bluish thing going on. So I always love that. So now we're in Metropolis. Everything's so fucking sunny, man. Look at the Wayne gets off the Wayne airplane. He keeps thinking about that kiss with Celine. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something soon. Well, what yeah, what I've noticed from the cover, this is on Batman six eleven. What I noticed on the cover is, you know, you got Batman and you got Catwoman, but mm. what's behind Batman? Looks like the Twin Towers. The Twin yeah. Towers. Yeah. yeah. That's what I know. This is two. This is 2002, so that's one year after they went down, so, you know, you can see that. Yeah. We're in Metropolis. It's bright and sunny. Um, he keeps thinking about the kiss. Then, then he remembers the flat, another flashback, and they keeps, it keeps jumping around. He's in Metropolis, the kiss, flashback. He's talking to Thomas Elliot. Um and uh flipping ahead this was really awesome man yeah. i thought this was really cool the flash the flashback when when bruce a young bruce wayne and thomas elliott are in metropolis with thomas wayne and they look overhead and they see uh the that's the original green lantern you got yeah. alan scott before alan he scott. came out Alice, yeah <laughs> surprise yeah <laughs> he's fighting the icicle so like the icicle <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had some respect for the golden age, there, Trunkler. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually in small. That's your press. That's your preceder golden age, there. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the only thing colored that's not monochromatic in these back um, flashback splash uh, panels 
is uh, Green Lantern. He really he just really punches. Dude, doesn't he look sick? They get grounded because they they're out where they weren't supposed to. Be yeah, the little so shits. They told them to stay right fucking there. <laughs> What's so hard about following a fucking rule? <laughs> You're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At night, Batman and Selina. Uh, he can't just, stop thinking about her. He's like, I kissed her. Yeah. Oh, he's like. Yeah. He's just as shocked as the reader is. This is huge because this is a weathered Batman. This is not a rookie Batman. So Batman's been around for a while, and all of a sudden he's just um, like like lobstrong. Catwoman has him around her finger, you know. Yeah. And he's not he's not under any spell. Well, not any spell that would be related to them. So it's uh yeah. He gives her a little tracking device. That's a roofie. <laughs> she jumps off, and uh, I'll tell you, man, Jim Lee likes the booty, man. I'll tell you right now, that little bastard. Yeah. And he's always drawing them asses, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> look at Bats looking. I mean, all right, look, look at that bottom panel when Cat when Selena's jumping off that uh that ledge. Look at Bats. I mean, look at his head. Look at that. Well, it's all over the place with uh, in, in that Huntress scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. The Daily Planet. Bats at the Daily Planet. Uh, Lois Lane's there, and Bruce comes, stops by. The the Boy Scout looks over him. Well, looks she, over his cubicle to see them together. Doesn't she cancel dinner with the Boy Scout? Yep, for Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, off, Bruce. Well, they also dropped the nugget that Bruce Wayne owns the Daily Planet, so he's right. basically yeah. Superman's boss. I'll, I'll say back at the panel or, yeah, they, uh, when he was getting off the plane, I like how he's like, oh, I'm going to go see Lewis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so diggity. Then Bruce hops on their computer and gets an AOL instant message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Oracle. <laughs> Wonder if it had that yeah, that dial up sound that <laughs> this is, this is, Dude, two thousand two feet it sounds like yesterday, but it's fucking a lifetime. I know, man. Clark is in the um the janitor closet or whatever and uh, oh check this out. Look at the the cans or the bottles, the cleaner. Yeah, Dan DiDio. His name is on that oh. jar, and on the bottom it says S E R S. Maybe it meant losers, like <laughs> L O in front of us. I don't know. It's like, oh, cleaners or losers. I don't know. So Bats visits LexCorp, and Talia Head, really Talia Ghul, Rachel Ghul's daughter, is there as one of the uh, the head honchos, which I think is mm. weird. They make a product that he it's knows hormone. Right? Plant right can help him track i she has another another woman on it basically yeah she's like i like that there's something different about you and i am not sure i like it but i will get she's you like, <laughs> this next page is probably one of my favorites this is awesome this is just so cool that moving train it's like that it has that art deco style that you would see in uh the animated series it's moving fast and then batch just lands on the bat, you know, ran back to Selena when they're writing it, and uh, he goes, "I interrupted something, didn't I? Not many women can wear Chanel Number no. Five and make it work. <laughs> he can't get over that she kissed him or he kissed her. They're on the train. She jumps. They're looking for poison ivy in Metropolis because they're pissed off. And then they, uh, and then they find her. Looks like another penthouse or something, greenhouse. Right when Selena jumps in and gets a backhand by Ivy, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reach back like a pimp slap. And Ivy's always using her powers, her control of plants to fuck people up, but she just straight up pimp slap. Then um, fuck, Selena. man, Catwoman. Well, we know it was gonna come after that. 
<laughs> fucking some Adam West shit. Bam, bam. <laughs> you know, she fucks her up pretty bad. Yeah. Ivy starts to choke out Catwoman with a, a vine or whatever, you know. Batarang cuts it in half. Batman shows up and he's like, all right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so things start shaking and building starts cracking and stuff like that. And this is where yep, yep. I love Jeff Loeb's little nod to Frank Miller yep. here because he's like, yeah. no, not here, yep. not now. Not him. Absolutely. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I've heard that dialogue. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely, man. Really, See, that's I, one thing I like about these comic creators is that they respect each other and they'll they'll do a little tip of the hat to each other. And it, it, it just makes the book more fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> give, give it up to Jeff Loeb again. I always thought it was really clever to have poison ivy mind control superman yeah i mean okay how fucking badass is that how does that happen that's what i want to know because he had just been like uh, they laced kryptonite the in his pheromones uh, no yeah, but, artificial no, but, kryptonite in the lipstick here we go he, yep yeah he had just been in the daily planet so from i an was hour thinking before, he was already controlled before then like he was just living he, like, he would have had to like, been, just shoot your yeah. switches it on yeah that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, in the Daily Planet there, too, where he was, like, you know, making an excuse, like, I'm going to go see what Bruce is up to or whatever. It was, like, his way to get out of there and, you know, watch <laughs> after Ivy and shit. Then you have that iconic cover of Batman 612 when, when uh, Soups is just grabbing him by the neck. Yeah. I, I love it because, you know, like, there's this whole Batman-Superman thing. A lot of Batman guys are always, like, poking fun at Superman guys because of DKR, but... Superman guys always come back with this image when Batman, when Soups has his you know hand around Batman. Even though Batman oh, yeah, gets well. the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, every time, every time they mention that, I say, yeah. Uh, have you have ever you read him that issue? They always say that he couldn't beat him without the bomb. I was like, well, in Hush, he, I mean, he doesn't beat him, but he completely outsmarts him and he's out to kill him. Get him. Like, I mean, Get, he's yeah. not holding back or anything. Well, in Soups Hush. is holding back because Bruce, uh, Bruce even talks about it. Uh, well, saying that he won't destroy the whole block or whatever because of Lois, but he's trying to kill Batman anyways. But he said that he's uh, holding back like he wouldn't blow up the Metropolis and stuff. But, but that he's, yep. yeah. True. True, but Bruce even says himself. <laughs> Fucking that, Trunks ain't letting it go, man. Go. <laughs> that, super, that he knows that Superman could crush his skull. Uh, he knows he could... Well, he's Batman. He's not a fucking dumbass. Right. Yep. Ain't a, ain't a dumbass yeah, boy. yeah, in the fight. I think it's what was with that, but it was like uh, he was able to keep him at bay and stuff like that was just yeah. what I was saying. But yeah, he could totally, yeah. Superman could definitely well, I mean, kill him. Because like, it also <laughs> went on one fight. Fact that sure. Superman, even though, he's, even though he is controlled by Ivy, he still, you know, he still knows that Batman's his friend. So he's not going to... I know, that's the way that I read when Batman was talking yeah. to himself. I like this yeah. part where at the very beginning of, what is this, 612? First yeah, panel, 612. you know, it resets the scene. It says Metropolis. And Bruce, yeah. Bruce Batman's like, I hate this city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that next panel is one of my favorites of all time. She's like, Ivy's just completely controlling soups. And she's like, love her, kill them. Like, I just, ah. <laughs> oh. I wish to make a shirt. Oh, so like what? That. What does that mean, lover? So does that mean soups actually? Well, she's she's like um, Ivy's always been known to what was it like the uh, that springtime goddess of flowers that seduces men and they you know they're all her lover or whatnot or they they will they always play with that when they use it with words and 
and whatnot. But uh, I mean, if she got the crypt- kryptonite dick, maybe yeah. But uh, I think so. you know, I that's think how so. I always read it. That next page is awesome because he like grabs her quick and he's like down because he soups is gonna kill them. I don't know, Trunks. I tell you, yeah. he ain't holding back there. Dude. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's actually, to you know what? Him. I'm gonna bring that up in about the next three pages. Next page. Yeah. So, Trunks is yeah, right. th- dude, thanks, Grunk. And look at Oh yeah. yeah. He's both Midwest and this Get him. Guy. But look at him. <laughs> look at Ivy's face, dude. Ivy's face right there. I'm like, that's my poison Ivy, man. She is out for blood. She's like, they're getting away. No, they go underwater. This is really cool when he puts those uh, rebreather masks on him and um, he and her. And uh, he got those little propellers in his boot. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's like in, some Inspector Gadget shit right there, dude. <laughs> the internal cowl shows the. It's like measuring distance is pretty cool, and uh, I like what he says about um, she's panicking. Cats in water. I thought that was like. <laughs> kind of some, you know, uh, it's kind of like fun little joke. And then Ivy's like, thoughtless, worthless, stupid man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's Ivy. That's cool. Quick, you know, Jeff Lowe, man, he 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 gets the voices of these characters too, man. The guy's so damn busy and has done so much, but like you would think he's like just a full blown out DC nerd the way he gets all of these characters. So I guess this he also kill. shows where Superman says, "I can't kill," yeah. and and so he was. You know, she says, oh, you're starting to resist me. And then she kisses him again. She got to reload, you know. So they're underwater and they somehow appear in a LexCorp underground future, you know, high tech tunnel. Pulls out the ring. Is that the ring? Yeah, the ring. Love that panel when he's got it on. I like like it. Selena's like, all right. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, you don't come to Metropolis and not be, be prepared for him. Yeah, yeah, the quote I love is where he says, you know, he's the best at what he does. And she says, let's open the debate. And he said, I said, he's the best at what he does, not what I do. That's one of my favorite yeah. Batman quotes. She, she bails. And then, boom, he just comes right through that wall with the uh, the ivy around his neck. Um, yeah. Kind of crazy how we get a Batman-Superman fight in this big story. Yeah. Like, he fucking does a, a whole you can <laughs> 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 fucking uppercut soups kryptonite ring they're going at it they're yeah, fighting that glow that that glow from that ring it's weird that's a kryptonite ring but it kind of you think green lantern as well don't you i don't know i just get that feel yeah. from it um it's really that cool. quote on you the just, bottom of the splash page is one of my favorite quotes yeah oh yeah which, says, yeah. which deep, one is this? Go ahead. deep down clark's essentially a good person and deep down i'm not like that that to jeff Loeb is what the one man who beat you to frank miller yeah yeah, yeah. 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 fighting he pulls out the craziest grandma gun again or whatever it is oh and he goes right through the uh the hole that i guess soups blasted through and somehow Soups punches um, a bit that sends the whole grid, this, this the whole electrical grid from the city right into Soups. So it stops him for a little while, doesn't it? Because the lights go off. <coughs> yeah, he shocks the shit out of him again. <laughs> he yeah, sure loves pretty, to do that. <laughs> definitely reminiscent of the, of the battle in DKR, only the younger. Soups comes up from the ground and then he grabs that car, kind of reminiscent to the Action Comics number one cover. Not the same profile image but kind of i don't know kind of reminds me of that they look up and selena's selena throws lois off the um building where where do we, the daily where do we remember that yeah where do we remember that from <laughs> where have we seen <laughs> that recently? <laughs> <laughs> no well it's a little bit further back actually a little bit further back from that i would say that 
Um, judging by the source material, the year it came out, I would say it's probably from Batman and Superman when Lex Luthor <laughs> yeah. was directly taken from the source material from that piece. Uh, yeah. yeah, drinking piss. <laughs> hey, Russian piss. That was Pete's tea. Russian. Paul Holden Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Lois is there on top, and, and uh, Celine is just in that pose. Yeah, Lois is coming out of her shirt, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, Jim she Lee is, huh? <laughs> Jim Lee, Jim Lee yeah, likes to go a little hentai yeah. with the <laughs> Now, the waiting game, boys with Ivy, the way they find her. Like, all right, so, so soups and bats recon- reconcile Lois and Selena there. And now they have to find Ivy again. So how do they find Ivy? The fucking dog. <laughs> the dog. The, the dog sniffs Crypto. out Ivy. Crypto sniffs out Ivy. Yeah. I was, let's, at let's at not, that point, let's, let's not skip over the cute little moment when Batman pulls that last leaf off, off of uh, Superman's collar. Adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> he has Crypto sniff out Ivy, which I think was uh, a little. Silly. They had to wrap this part up quick. Catwoman knocks the shit out of him. Was that really necessary? They're both like, yes. <laughs> yep. The next page. Um. Uh. And then they're Superman's talking about. Uh. How do you know that? How do you know that Lo- uh, Catwoman's gonna pick Lois? You didn't. And then Superman's the very end's like, you. Uh, you could have gotten Lois killed. Batman's like, no, I believed in you. So even though Batman still, you know, is always that kind of a, a prick. Yeah. Too yeah. for being the Boy Scout. You know, he's still right there. Kind of shows that he's still, you know. I believe in you. Yeah. Know, like, yeah, he knows he's pussy. Well, <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh shit! So they got the twin towers of Metropolis. It's only a year after they went down, so I think that might be a little nod to uh, the World Trade Center. I think it's got to be uh, said that they did a phenomenal job contrasting Gotham City versus Metropolis with uh, how bright yeah. Graham yeah. said it earlier. I like when they do that. Yeah, yeah. It's so obvious how like Metropolis is so bright, like the skyline and everything. It's weird to kind of see Batman in that light. Mm, yeah, they always seem true. to make Metropolis buildings are like two more metallic, like metal made, and they're like five minutes away, like in Batman versus Superman. Oh <laughs> my god, oh. that was they're just across the stupid. bay. Yeah, you can yeah, take yeah, a across across the bay. Bay. you can take a glass bottom boat tour to Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Batman just has a catapult now. It's a catapult. It's a catapult. It's like a plane to Metropolis and shit. Yeah. Rich couldn't go from Metropolis to Gotham, though, because there's a bridge. So. Oh, yeah. too far. Oh, shit. Be I can get a movie for you. A fridge too. Grumps, Cole could just take. Colts could just take two Ubers, two Ubers over to uh, yeah, two Ubers. He's good. <laughs> 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 Ubers in the Manhattan. Six thirteen. Are we are we at a fundraiser at the Gotham City Opera House, right? Fundraiser. Yeah. Thomas Elliot. They go through metal detectors. How the hell can you get a, get a gun through there, right? So you have Selena Kyle on date with Bruce Wayne. Hey, quick what question. Does that happen? Um, uh, the, the 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 third panel that shows the metal detectors. Is that security guy holding a bra? Out of Selena's purse? Yeah. I think that's what I yeah. thought it was, yeah. Yeah. So how did this date get set up being that Selena doesn't know that, I was, that Bruce Wayne's I was wondering if they made her take her bra off because of the wire in it, because of the metal detector. Oh. <laughs> She's saying, seen enough, or should I send you the catalog? <laughs> well, yeah. Man, Jim Lee's a little pervert. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. set up before 
Selena knows that Bruce Wayne yeah. is Batman because he even you know alludes to it. He knows who she is. Yeah, he, he, didn't so actually, he didn't actually. He didn't actually ask her about hiding her identity. Yeah, it's like you know she doesn't know he's Batman yet. So how the fuck? Like just random. Well, hey, let's go to the opera house. During that yeah. time, she was you know uh, stealing from high society people. That was her stick yeah. on the side, I guess. She rubbed elbows with yeah. Bruce Wayne type of people. Bruce just let it all slide for Selena. She get away with anything. So they're at the opera house. Leslie Tompkins is there. She yeah. don't look like the one in God in the Gotham TV show though. <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, she was banging right. at one point. Leslie knows who Selena is because you know I'm assuming this goes back to the Catwoman comic yeah. back then that you know Selena may have used Leslie a couple times in Gotham and Park Row to help her out. Mm. But uh, right, yeah. you know they they. You know, they're whispering, and, and Bruce and Selena are talking, and Bruce is like, you know, who'd you come with? And Selena's like, I get invited. Leslie and I are old friends. I'm with her. So yeah. Leslie mm. brought Selena, probably as a little matchmaking opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe, also as, maybe also as a little protection, too, because she knows wherever Bruce is, you know, shit'll still yeah. happen. It's a great-looking Selena She's crowd, got some man. nice some ass. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So we turn to the next page. It's really funny. Um, the performer. Oh, what was this play called? Pagliacci. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny. Really classic. That performer that's supposed to be a fat clown is like singing, and all of a sudden, uh, she says, "I've run out of Rice Krispies." <laughs> that, that, Jeff Loeb. Now take note, all you listeners and everyone out there. Harley Quinn is in Gotham City. Yep. This is how it should, this is how it should be. You need to go um, pick up Hush for this reason alone. This is how Harley Quinn should be ridden in Gotham City. Oh, here we go. Well, maybe look to him. Yep. But, uh, this, this, <laughs> what was this the over classic, under uh, drunk? <laughs> Two? <laughs> Four. He said three. Now he said three. <laughs> Opera schmop. So she pops out on stage with that big ass gun that. <laughs> if you guys My gun rules. Because Jim Lee is known to do this. That barrel, does it look like it's drooping down to you with the way she's holding it? Look at her hand and then look at the barrel. Or yeah. is it just me? A little bit. Bring that he's d- barrel back. I mean, right, she's, <laughs> she's wearing a Harley Quinn outfit, so you're not going to yeah, start no. questioning the gun in her hand. I like, yeah. I like the, <laughs> but I like the goons that are uh, in the. I like the goons yeah, that are in the with band. The mask, yeah. 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 This this is uh, this is such a great scene. I would love to see this in an animated or uh, live action format where Harley Quinn's literally bouncing around with like springs on her shoes <laughs> and doing flips and. Jumps right in front of Bruce Wayne and takes his wallet and takes something from Selena. I like and, uh, Thomas Elliott's cell phone. Motor on a flip phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this Great is Harley's uh, first appearance in like the regular back. Regular uh, continuity. Yeah. 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 So this was a major deal as She's, well when um, it came out. She hasn't this really interacted with Batman in his title. Uh, maybe you know this. And uh, one other time, that was it. He pretty much yanked the uh, the famous Jade Stone pendant from Thomas Elliot, and then they cut back to a nice flashback of when uh, they were fighting. I think Bruce takes it, and Tommy's like knocks him, like take it, give it here, just like flips out because it was from his mother or something. Um, it's kind of cool as they cut right to Bruce Wayne's um, scene yeah. where his his parents died. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I guess it shows. Uh, the parallel between, you know, the, the pain from Bruce Wayne losing his parents and uh, 
Tommy Elliot with a relationship with his parents. Yeah, but he's nice a little asshole. <laughs> yeah, he has nice, nice little grid going on that they did. Um, Harley Quinn flips back on stage and starts laying waste, dude. Look at all those bullet holes. You see on that bottom panel? That's a lot of fucking bullet holes. Blah, 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 blah. This is Harley Quinn, man. I love it. Just blamming out. Selena's Kyle, Selena Kyle's Tetter is bouncing everywhere. It's like, man, Bats sure um, changes into that bat suit quick, man. Like, I love how Le- I don't know Leslie where- Tompkins makes a real weak excuse for Bruce because they're like, Bruce, and she's like, I think he went off to find help. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I guess they blocked the doors because everybody's still in their seats. <laughs> I always wondered well, about that as well. If, if you yeah, look in the, the uh, in the splash page with Batman's yeah, jump. it looks like they're blocked. But not Harley. If you look up in the balconies, every entrance has a guy with a gun. Yeah, so uh, she shoots up at those sandbags, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they are. At the sandbags, hip bath. He even talks about how he didn't wear the cowl with the, the Kevlar oh, right. enforcement. Yeah. yeah. Against oh, Alfred's, uh, you know. <laughs> the previous page in the bottom panel where yeah. Batman's kicking the goon's asses, he throws, was that, two, four... Six. He throws like six or seven batarangs with one throw, and two of them are in a guy's neck, yeah. two in hand. I mean, Jesus. They're very like Dark Knight Returns uh, batarangs too. The small, sharp ones, and where it's like stick <laughs> yeah, with the like, dude's hands. <laughs> a lot of DKR influence in this one. Yeah. Selena Kyle comes. She's all suited up as well. This man. This is quintessential Batman comic books for me because. Yeah. The way Catwoman and Harley Quinn go at it, to me, is just as good as it gets. Like, she scratches off one of the earpieces in Harley's costume. And uh, she's chasing her. Harley's, like, flipping and jumping up to the next uh, level where the stage is. And then she gets a shot right to the... Right beneath the shoulder, I guess, on Catwoman. I love how uh, Harley also um, kind of gives a nod to, like, the Harley and Ivy stories. When she says, me and Ivy had a good thing going, and then you showed up. <laughs> and she's kind of like saying like yeah. you fuck you're, you're fucking all this up it's pretty sweet yeah yeah the audience is like bravo bravo <laughs> <laughs> fucking elite assholes <laughs> you know? catwoman's fucked up leslie Tom- Tompkins comes out with the first aid kit now we're in we're underneath the train in the alleyway harley's running and thomas elliott kind of grabs us thomas elliott gets a fucking kick to the nuts yeah. though boy yeah. <laughs> oh. this is the infamous typo that i think's typo she says um He's like, I want what you stole from me. And she says, and people in ice water want hell. So if I had to guess, I would think... And people meant, in hell and, want ice water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's too... That's too... Unless, unless it's because it's Harley and she says... Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the only character. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's the only way they can get away with it, but... Uh, yeah. Like her line, the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> Let's get that uh, editor on line three here. Yeah. <laughs> Westler. Yeah. Nerd. Nerds. Nerds. Meow. This is Selena Kyle. Some call me Catwoman. And when I'm not pulling the perfect crime snatching diamonds, along with Batman's heart all over Gotham, I'm curled up next to my kitty and listening to Bat Force Radio. Look at Batman saying no, man. Look at that shit. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's definitely an old throwback. And then infamous Joker is there, and he looks like he just shot Thomas Elliot. Mm -hmm. This is probably the worst Joker ever drawn. I agree. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, you can't say that. I don't really like this. I don't. The way he's drawn that is, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. It's just. 
that's the, that's the funny thing about the the art has been so great and like you you're looking forward like Jim Lee and the Joker and then you're like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get I it's think Jim, nose, Jim Lee's I, think. I mean I think Jim I mean, Lee's definitely better at drawing women than men I think this oh, um, you really want to break it in. definitely this page of the Joker like like Grumps like uh, Grumps was saying okay you know, as soon as you turn it and you see it kind of as ah uh, fuck but I mean honestly in issue six fourteen I think I mean. It, it it looks. I think he looks better in the issue. Yeah, I mean he does look better. I think in that panel he was just going for like making him look like as creepy and you know as possible. I don't know because in the other panels it looks like standard Joker, like when Batman's punching him at the top and where he's saying stop and everything like that. It looks more you know. Normal. For me, it's the nose. It yeah, the nose yeah. too long. And you know they yeah, draw the covers a... long before they draw the books, so he probably drew this cover of, uh, of, of six fourteen about the same time he drew this splash, and then they probably yeah. said, you know what, we need this to be a little bit more like Jim Aparo's Joker. Yeah, and then you see Batman right knocking Joker's teeth out, which is why he yeah. has. Uh, That's why he had yeah. a grill. This is probably one of the best beatdowns on the Joker ever by Batman. Though. Yeah, Batman's pounding Joker's oh, ass. Yeah. Batman number 614, pounding Joker's ass, and then they cut back to why he has so much rage. Jesus. That killing joke, that killing joke panel, man. I love uh, how they're all red, I love how they too. do that. Yeah, yeah oh, they're all red. And then, and then Jim he goes and back Gordon's to, wife. And... and then the crowbar with Jason Todd. And Batman's just going through the reasons why he's, his rage can't be held back anymore. After seeing Thomas Elliot on the floor, he's just punching the shit out of him. And I love how... This is really great. Jeff Loeb did it again, man. Because the joke is like, stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. And then he goes, stop me if you heard this one before. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like, Dude, that is so, that's that's the Joker's voice all over it. So, uh, Texas is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how she's going, shh, you know. <laughs> I'm so like Pretty much mean. kicks her right to the gut, dude. Ooh, yeah. that's got to hurt. Yeah. She goes right into the dumpster. And um, like, oh, this is really sweet. When he got he got he got um he got Joker by the neck, and then that flashback to Batgirl, mm-hmm. the way it's um way the watercolor is painted. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, man. that's a hell of a that's a hell of a flashback, man. <laughs> like when they cut to Oracle, that's really cool. And she's in the um the clock tower in front of all those monitors. The 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 wheelchair is casting a shadow. It looks like a bat. It's really cool. Yeah, it's almost it's like while, while he's beating the Joker's ass, it's like he's like for example, right there. He says, you know, and then I tell myself that Barbara would understand what I have, what I have to do tonight. Like, he's yeah. almost like justifying yeah. what he has to do or what he feels right. he has to do to the Joker. And, you know, it's Barbara. Then I mean, before that, you know, Jason Todd, if he was here, he would know, you know, he would understand. Gordon yeah. would understand. So. Well, also, in a, even further, he's justifying the story for the killing joke. And all that happened in the story, you know, because it was we talked about it, but it was like intention intended just to be kind of like a one off. But then it grew so popular that they incorporated it into, you know, the regular canon storylines. But this right. this really, you know, Jeff Loeb is really saying killing joke is very important with this story because it justifies her as Oracle and which he says, you know, um, she is invaluable to me in her role as Oracle. Yeah, absolutely. And then new fifty two came around and fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah. That's none of my business. Like um he even talks about how uh Nightwing, you know, Dick Grayson 
he has always said that you know hasn't he didn't flat out say that it's your fault that the Joker has done all these terrible things to all these people, but you know there's always got to be a Joker because you know you're the justice, you're the chaos. And I think you know Batman's come to the realization that because he said it multiple times where this should have been done years ago, yeah, right. Right. and I should have yeah. been done. So you know because, he's gonna do it, man. Yeah, because of what yeah. happened to Barbara or Jim Gordon. And Jason Todd, that's all that's all his fault because he could have stopped the Joker for, you know, from the beginning. He was gonna fucking do it. Fucking first um Harley had to stop him, then Catwoman had to stop him, then Gordon had to stop him. He was gonna fucking murk him, man, I tell you. But yeah. But Catwoman had to whip her fucking whip around his neck, pull him away from the Joker. And then he has another flashback. Oh, she had to like actually scratch his chest. Ooh. Like this, like Batman was seeing red, literally. That's why the yeah. flashbacks are all red. And even going into Jason Todd's death, like, that's pretty intense. Love it. With the arm. It's interesting because the red is where he's on the floor, and then the white is where Batman's holding him as if, like, an extension kind of mm-hmm. feeling going on with Jason Todd. Batman got a big scratch on his chest and knocks Selena right in the fucking shoulder where she just got shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's all fucked up, and he's holding her like, oops. <laughs> no pun. Sorry, baby. That next page with the watercolor to have a relationship. He's, he, this is yet another justification for what he's got to do. Yeah. Look at the Joker's face on the wall. There's three of them in that page. There's four. One, two. Four? I see the moon, the two walls. Yes, four. Look at look look at look at the building. Like both sides. Yeah, and then the one in the distance. Oh yeah, yeah, in the distance. And look at the Joker's face even on the moon also. The the fate the the face in the moon. Yep. Yep. For fuck's sake, Scott, he just said that boy. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear four motherfucking off. You know what's great though? All the graffiti though, you can see names all throughout there, like Kane Starlin, uh Wells Williams is in one of the pages, oh, O'Neill. Yeah. Infantino. Yep. Yeah. All every like different panel they have their names in them. So sweet. Cool. I love Joker Joker's yeah. running through the alley. Yeah. Like, Hell, <laughs> wild man, madman. This reminds so, me so much of that animated series episode, Joker's favor, when that guy like flips around's gonna kill him. He's like, Help Batman! <laughs> yeah. Help me, help me. For Batman to save me. <laughs> Batty man. That's so true. <laughs> so Bat's good. Bat's gonna do it and someone pulls the fucking hanging on him yeah. and just skims his fucking arm and it's Gordon. Yeah. This is probably one of my uh, favorite uh, scenes from the the whole story is like, the the conversation between Jim. Yeah, and Bruce. Jim's kind of like washed up, but he's not, and he's just look at Bat Batman has blood all over his hands and his chest, and not some great artwork right there. Oh look yeah, that, man. He and has, it's like you know, if anybody, if, if anybody in this story would understand Batman killing Joker, it would gotta be Jim. I mean, Joker yeah. killed his wife. Shot his, you know, paralyzed yeah. his daughter and almost killed his daughter. I mean, yep. even yep. Jim is saying no. You know, you're gonna, you know, I'm not gonna let him ruin your life. Absolutely. Look at that. There in the alleyway, Gordon just talks some sense to him. Joker's on the floor. <laughs> Selena's on the floor. Harley's on the floor. Elliot's on the floor. It's fuck. It's a mess. And then some guy on the rooftop in a trench coat and bandaged up yeah, face probably. is looking down at them. Isn't I mean, fuck. It's a Joker on the floor. I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah, I'm innocent. <laughs> the guy in the trench coat and the bandages on the rooftop, he like flips Harvey Dent's coin, doesn't he? And he's like, get the joke. So, so what do you think, Diggity? Who's who's who, who's behind those bandages? Uh, that's got to be Two-Face to me because Tommy is still lying in the alley. Um, would have to be because, you know, Bruce would definitely uh, notice him being gone. 
No, isn't that that's Clayface though, isn't it? Lying, oh. on, lying on the iPhone. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Man. Yep, I totally yeah. forgot. Come on, that. diggity man. <laughs> My bad. Oh, get, man. Fuck's sake. Dig it. Oh, diggity man. <laughs> this is what you came this back is your for. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> but this scene this right here stuff. just proves why I think that. Jim Lee ripped off Harvey Dent out of <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, you know, because he's flipping the coin and then he catches it mm. and he's he looks just like how Miller drew him in DKR. Yeah. Batman 615, Bruce Wayne's at the funeral for Thomas Elliott. What about the he's iconic there. cover? The, yeah, the iconic cover. We got uh, Dick Grayson and Tim Drake are there too in their Sunday best. Uh, Selena, Leslie Tompkins. Doing more flashbacks when they were when they were kids. At the funeral um, of Tommy Elliot. Yeah, at the funeral funeral of Thomas Elliot. You know, Bruce is he's like you know I'm really not a man of a lot of words, so I, I'm gonna read something and <laughs> Selena Kyle's like, oh please not cat, oh captain my captain. An <laughs> 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 essential funeral. Michael Cray. Who's Michael Cray? There's a tombstone above. Like, it's an overhead shot, that splash page, and, like, the tombstone in back of Thomas Elliott's tombstone says Michael Craig. And then the next page is back in the Batcave, and, man, what's he trying to do here, Diggity? He's trying to find the cause of death. Yeah. Subjects flooded in blood, flooded into the lungs of Thomas Elliott. Joker, identity unknown. I love that part. Mm-hmm. You know, the cause of death they're going through. They got the hologram of Thomas Elliott. And then Nightwing just hanging upside down in the Batcave <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> kind of inquiring about selena actually i guess word on the street is that their thing right now oh that's um if you could go back for a second michael yeah. cray is uh death blow that's uh oh shit. jim, uh, jim <laughs> lee's <laughs> image character sorry <laughs> after jim lee quit image after like a month but uh yeah it's a really cool bat cave dick's talking to um bruce about the current thing with selena and then they got a they get a call about the riddler hijacking of um truck or something like that with money. Yeah, truck of money. So, so they got to choose which Batmobile to go chase them in. Um, <laughs> this splash page right here, man. This is this is why you kids should grab Hush, man. The splash page with all the Batmobiles in the Batcave. Yes. Like the, the way the... Let's go through it real quick. The Batmobiles, I see, I see the... Uh, is that the Batman, Batman Forever, Forever Batmobile? Yes, or Batman... That's Batman Forever. This is one of the early ones next, the main one. That's like... Uh, that might have been in the third or third or fourth ever from the golden age, but a little modified. Uh, the animated series. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, animated. The, the eighty nine's over the main one, right? Is that like the a modified Brave Fogel Batmobile? Bray Fogel animated series, the sixty six, uh, and then a golden age. There's the Adam oh, West. Jerry call that one. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I love how the fucking headlights cast a bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this. Hey, for the recommend, like, the, if you guys like this artwork, I think in All Star Batman and Robin, I think Jim Lee takes it to the next level as well with with Sinclair and Williams. It's just crazy. But uh, it's really cool when they're going over the bridge to Gotham, um, the Aparos Expressway. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, he keeps asking about Selena, and he's like, "You're right, it is none of your damn business." And then, uh, I I always found the Riddler to be really random in this story until the end. Yeah. I guess. So I think Jeff Loeb really likes the Riddler. It's like his ace in the hole with a lot of his plot lines. But uh, he's in the car with the two big ass look like brainwashed thugs with Riddler shirts. That's <laughs> like old school shit, dude. That's, that cracks me up how random they look. Oh, that's a nice Batmobile. It just rams into that truck. I mean, damn, dude. Batman doesn't kill, man. 
Anyone? Did you get the memo? Fuck. <laughs> That's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> all the night, all the Nightwing fans are gonna really love this part. They swoop out and he just starts doing his thing with all the oh, money in the air. Oh, <laughs> really cool, old school looking Riddler. Like trying to grab the money and just make it run. Look at that, like a, a, be a bag <laughs> full running. of money. I think it's like 1930 with a bag full of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's running through the sewers. It comes up in a manhole. And obviously Batman's right there. He's like, the answer to the riddle is a... Wait, what was the riddle? What's, um... He's got four wheels, $11 million, and can fly. I could fly. <laughs> a, a solid gold garbage truck, Batman says. I love that Bruce is saying that he... Everything about Riddler's routine, he half expected he'd retired by now. <laughs> <laughs> But this was set up as well because when he did a scan in the truck that the Riddler was in, uh, it was a substance ash from the Lazarus pit. I mean, really? He he could come up with all that in like ten seconds. Like, <laughs> I know he has a cool scanner, but all right. So that that seems as if it was planted. That seems like you know, kind of Jeff Loeb dropping little clues to throw you off who may hush be. You know, mm. maybe alluding right. to uh, Jason Todd in a way. Yeah. yeah. Parallel scene where we're between Arkham Asylum and the Gotham City Zoo. And um, somebody comes to visit, you know, someone's visiting the Joker and Batman visits Selena Kyle in front of like a tiger or something. That might be a throwback to an old story, actually. The Joker's like, who the fuck are you? And uh, pretty much the man in the trench coat takes the bandages off his face to reveal that it is a restored Harvey Dent in X2 face. The guy who's going to get Joker out of there because he's innocent. While Batman actually takes his mask off in front of Catwoman. Yeah. Which, really, that's a pretty big fucking deal. I like how they did this in parallel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, built up to it. And I love how, like, Selene's actually really surprised that it's Bruce. Yeah. Joker's kind of shocked that it's fucking... <laughs> District Attorney Dent's back, and, uh, and Selena's like looking at Bruce, like, let's get out of here. But <laughs> look at the cat, the, the cat. tiger, or whatever, and, and the, the lick in his lips. <laughs> He's like, are they gonna? I like, gonna I like, I like Bruce's uh, little quote at the bottom. Dick was right. I should have shaved. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, stupid. <laughs> Can I get a nod, diggity? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman number 616. Dude, this uh, cover this... of 616 is so good. It is, oh, yeah. Oh, with the sword? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite ones for sure. This this is badass because, well, the dialogue's cool too because um, they pretty much copy the schematics or the, the pretty much the, the layout of the plane, the high-tech plane. As oh, well, um... With the Batman, with LexCore and the Batwing because Batman's in the Batwing and he pretty much hijacks it. So he he hijacks a LexCorp plane. I was gonna say just in case if people don't know during this story, Lex Luthor is our uh, is our president. Funny how it the ties best. into uh, modern times. Yeah, <laughs> LexCorp wall. It's happening uh, right now. <laughs> Lex was building a wall around Metropolis. So he pretty much parachutes, lands on the LexCorp plane from his badass bat plane. Uh, uh, this is really cool dialogue. Um, I like the way he wrote it where. Because there's, I think there's cabin pressure or something where they can't use their guns or it's just going to go off. So he has to take them out manually. The whole objective is to extract or kidnap, I guess, Tali Al Ghul. Which he does with a cool parachute, lands on the bat boat. They get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, he's yeah. also using his leverage with Rage too. Because he's got to go and 
he thinks Rage is involved in all of it. I can't Let's believe they made an action figure off this one scene where he jumps out of the <laughs> that's plane. That's probably why they did this one scene. Dude, that's, that's, what, that's why they did it, yeah. because it's really pointless if you it's think about it. It's also the cheapest figure in the line. <laughs> no shit. I don't mind it. It would be cool if it came with that parachute, actually, yeah. to be honest. I mean, it's a cool suit. <laughs> We're in the Batcave. Oh, that's really badass when he finds that. I guess that League of Assassins sword yeah. jammed in the freaking... Yeah. He's like, all right, Rachel's here already. They already know that Batman's kidnapped Talia al Ghul. And uh, he goes, checks on Alfred real quick. Alfred's all right. Gordon's at home sleeping, and then all of a sudden, he wakes up. What's going on here real quick with Gordon and Harvey Dent? What was the point of all of this? Well, it's revealed he goes to Gordon to reveal what's really going on. Because uh, he knows who it is that's been putting batman through this and he's going he eventually reveals it to gordon that's how bruce ends up well i mean he figures out who he is because hush tells him who he is but at the same time gordon and harvey show up there as well right okay so he's trying to to get dude gordon is jacked yeah Yeah. jacked he's 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 ready for the bunny suit he's ready for that bat bunny suit (laughs) next thing you know we're in the middle of the desert or another planet that top panel looks like they're on another fucking planet (laughs) (laughs) Raish is just there i love how Raish and usually freeze will refer to batman as detective i always like yeah Mm -hmm. i love that yeah and they're always down for the the race and batman fights are always amazing so you know Raish is like you gotta fight me if you win then i'll help you if you lose i get talia back and you're fucked so (laughs) batman takes a cheap (laughs) batman takes a a cheap shot at him so I think yeah. something, something's in Batman's head. Uh, yeah, he's just acting a little off recently. Not, and, you know, between Selena and you know something that like that's kind of going on in his head as, as well. That's separate. I guess he's acting a bit differently because uh, Ray calls him out for uh, Ray. Call, what does he call him? A leopard or a, a, a snake? Leopard, yeah. yeah. Well, he first calls him. I first says a, a leopard never changes his spots, and then yeah. Batman does something else, and he goes. Or more like a snake who's shedding their skin. Yeah, but I guess Batman realizes there's too much at risk, so he's just like, fuck it. He's got to get back to Selena. Those blimps in the sky in that city, that's awesome. This is one of my favorite scenes yeah. just because it's drawn so well. This is really awesome. Oh, man. And these one of my favorite lines as well when Selena's looking over Talia, and Talia is just like, I can smell him on you. Lovers, can, <laughs> lov- lovers yeah. can sense that sort of thing. You can never have him, you know. I'm like, yep. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 dude. It's an apartment warehouse or whatever where they got Tali in. Catwoman's watching her. She's, you know, tied to a chair. And then all of a sudden, Lady Shiva drops in. This is bad news. Well, first yeah, of all, how the fuck did who, who sent? How does Lady Shiva know where they are or who sent her? Because she's one of the best assassins. One of the assassins. Do you think Lex Isn't had anything to do with it? Bodyguard or something? Yeah, aren't they? No. Uh, well, she was sent by Rajal Ghul to bring. Talia back yeah. to him. So was right. it Lex? Yeah, I know a lot of times she's like her bodyguard or something too. Yeah. yeah. Watches over. I'll give a lot of credit to Selena for actually putting up somewhat of a fight. Because Lady, <laughs> yeah, Lady yeah. Shiva is definitely one of the deadliest. Like, yeah, and one of the only characters Batman will acknowledge could actually even defeat him, too. So, what yeah. is that, two panels where it shows Catwoman punching and clawing and kicking? Yeah. And Lady Shiva just standing there with one arm, like, blocking it, like a, yeah. Yeah. a Matrix. <laughs> so awesome. It's pretty badass. And Batman defeats Raish, stabs him. They're going to get him to a pit. Batman already planned it out because Raish got his b- bunch of Aladdin assassins there with guns ready to smoke him. So he already planned that a pretty... 
far ahead in advance. Lady Shiva just laying waste to Catwoman. I mean, Catwoman's putting up somewhat of a fight, but yeah, it's pretty brutal right now, you know. <laughs> and uh, Tali just th um, nails Lady Shiva in the back with a wooden chair, breaks it over her back, and that's it. For like one of the most deadliest assassins, you think she'd be able to? It would be able to take more than a wooden chair. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but uh, it seems like a quick fix. Well, Talia is also. she's a badass. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she is bad. a badass, but it is a wooden chair. <laughs> like I don't know. It's, it's a like a wrestling move. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So she just hightails it out of there through the window. And then Bat when Batman returns, it seems that she's already got medical attention from Talia. And Talia Man, lays it. How fast did he fly? What I've noticed is there's a lot of Was the Dark, Knight Dark Knight Rises moments. Yeah, where it's like he just magically hicked, hitchhiked. There, there are the there are a lot of quick wrap-ups in this little quick wrap-ups in this story i've noticed but you know it, it is somewhat of a complex story too so i guess there's only so much you could do a work with i would have liked to have seen him like on a like on a hyper fast bat jet going back to where they are where it would make a little more sense but uh something else i noticed in that panel too which i don't know i might be wrong didn't he get there like way way later because isn't uh because he's like asking who did that to selena and stuff and she was gone so it's probably been a while i'm guessing since he got yeah. back there that's they should have they should have done one day later or something panel you know yeah that would yeah that's true. made more sense tally has to get her kiss from bats before she leaves <laughs> and Oh, it's, it's pretty cool they drew, like, the smashed goggle. She could tell that Bats really cares for Selena. Some kind of herbs well, Bats or whatever. Isn't, Bats isn't really, like, leaning in, you know? He's kind of like, yeah. when you kiss your old aunt, you're like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, he don't want to fuck it up now. Is it? <laughs> herbs or whatever really healed Selena up pretty quick. I like to get some of that for when I got a cold, man, I tell you. Because <laughs> the, the next day, she's right as rain, man. And then well, the there's uh, Jim Lee, you know, drawing Selena... Crawling yeah. around, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> throw that ass right up in front. This is Ow. really cool. I really like this. If you turn the page, I, I love this moment where Selena is so shocked about <clears throat> how many scars Batman has on his back. Oh, like, yeah, even she can't believe it. And then they cut to like you know, the Joker with the hook, or you know, Two Face shooting at his back, and then you look over and she can see the scratches she left on his chest. It reminds me of the Alex Ross cover. Obviously, you guys don't, you know. <clears throat> with all the scars on his back and the cowl in front of him. I just wish Jim Lee would draw them damn bat cow ears at the back of the head instead of right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love his front profile. I hate his side profile. Yeah. That's my one my one complaint. That's yeah. it. This is a cool flashback of when they have her in the purple suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that, too. She goes, you can't imagine how difficult it was to get out of that old costume. <laughs> or maybe you can. <laughs> That's, and then Alfred understands how important Selena is. So, so it's kind of like underlying Catwoman Batman love story as well. Even like Long Halloween, there was a, a big play on their working yeah. relationship. But with this one, it's it's more intimate. So Jeff Loeb got to advance it to that level. Which brings us to Batman 617, where he's in front of the gravestone. They're doing detective work in the Batcave. All of a sudden, turn the page, Selena hears something, pretty much grabs Tim Drake by the collar. He looks like Damien, doesn't he? Like in some panels? Yeah. You know, it's weird. So they're pretty much fighting. They're going at it in the Batcave. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't understand why she's there, and he's like, yeah. you know, he's... He's trying to take her out. He's like a little protective puppy dog. Right? He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, she, she's my guest. He's like, she can't be trusted. 
And then he takes his cowl off in front of him. <laughs> he just, just takes his cowl off. And he's like, you told her? Tim Drake has his concerns. Really intense part where uh, they show Jason Todd's suit in the background of that, uh, in that dome. Uh, Catwoman's like, fuck this. <laughs> she, he like jumps towards her again and she just grabs him by the neck. <laughs> She's like, I'll clip your wings no matter what your daddy says. She takes a, I don't even know what kind of cycle that is. It's a old school, some kind yeah, of. Yeah, where'd she get that? Well, no, that was one, it? one of the cycles in the cave. She just, oh yeah. She, she just picked one. Just like Chris O'Donnell did in the... Uh... I was just going there. <laughs> she just rides a wheelie out of yeah, she rides a wheelie. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that. As Selena exits, so basically, um, what is it? Robin and Batman have this plan to test if she can be trusted or not? Yeah, it's basically yeah. an act. You know? The act, right, yeah. It's like she's just hauling ass. 127 miles per hour on some bat cycle. Catwoman is going through. Oh, she gets cut... Pretty much gets cut off in the rain by Huntress. And um, she's like, you picked the wrong night to play games with me. <laughs> they like pull oh, over. <laughs> this back. is cool. They get off. Huntress is like, I saved his life. Not that he thanked me. And I knew he figured out being near Crime Alley was too coincidental. I'd be the first one there. I'm not afraid of you. Catwoman's like, are you on something? Because <laughs> it's true. Like Huntress is totally wigging out, bro. She pulls out her guns and starts clamping. And that splash page, Catwoman kicks the bow gun out of uh, Huntress's hand. That looked like an aircraft well, in the sky. And, and at the same time, when Huntress shoots Catwoman, if you look, Catwoman cut oh, her yeah. gun in half. Yeah. Oh damn! Man, you don't want to fuck with you. If she could cut that in half, you really don't want to fuck with Catwoman, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because previously, remember when uh, when Batman was kicking the shit shit out of the Joker? She went. She had to, you know, uh, she attacked Batman. Yeah. She sliced through the Kevlar. Right. And cut his and cut his chest. So fuck, man. What are those claws made out of? I like what Huntress said. She goes, "It's going to get worse before it gets better." I thought that was kind of almost eerie. What the fuck is she talking about? But that's, I think, like as if it has to do something with the ongoing investigation of you know who this mastermind is. It's this whole part when they're fighting, and all of a sudden you see Huntress fighting Huntress. You notice that? She is on fear toxin. Right. Yep. So that's what yeah. Huntress is seeing. Her ex- yeah, seeing herself because in ways. She sees her, you know, she's her biggest enemy in ways. Like, she doesn't feel like she's good enough. And What's kind of cool is it's a different cowl when she sees herself. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, they changed the cowl. And Batman just looking at him like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Batman jumps at him, and then all of a sudden, um, Hush just knocks the shit out of Tim Drake <laughs> and calls him Pretender. Yeah. What's the whole thing with yeah. Pretender? Because, uh, well, at this point, down the way, it's Jason. And he's calling Tim Drake a pretender because he's not Robin. Yeah, right. okay. They call him. Yeah. The next page. So this is really cool. The next page, uh, uh, when Batman lands, all of a sudden you see a really good-looking Tim Sale-esque scarecrow on a Huntress bike coming at him, singing more lullabies. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Jeff Loeb's voice for Scarecrow. So well done. Yeah. Oh, man, look at that silhouette panel where Scarecrow is crashing through that gate on the cycle into the graveyard. It's really awesome. Yeah. Like a huge fucking explosion. Batman's finding Scarecrow in a graveyard. Oh, he's, he snaps one of his straws from his fucking hair. And that's supposed to release some fear toxin towards Batman. But for some reason, he's immune to it because he sees that Batman's on something else. So there's something else going on with Batman's mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's singing the lullaby. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the Scarecrow. I think he's so creepy. Oh, that, that's what he, he goes. I don't understand my fear, I guess. 
should have affected you unless your mind was already infected by another. So that kind of mm -hmm. foreshadows something else that was going on as well. And he looks right. over his shoulder, who? And then he sees uh, <clears throat> who appears to be Hush, the guy in the trench coat and the bandages holding Tim Drake in front of him. You know, unraveling the bandages to reveal Jason Todd. Dun, dun, dun. Now, this was big. For the, for the current comic book reader, this was really big because it's like, oh, my God, Jason Todd's back. Jason Todd, Jason Todd, the, the, the character that they actually kept dead for so long. Like the, right. The only character that made it this long that was dead. Forgot about this, but they're standing right in front of Jason Todd's empty grave. Okay, yeah. With a big yep. hole in it. That cover for Batman 618 is amazing. The fucking... I really, too. I, I wish they had kept this. I like this design for Jason, too, with the gray hair in the front, because it was supposed to do with him being revived by the Lazarus Pit, and right. that it took a little bit of his soul or whatever when he was revived. And yeah. I wish they would have kept that. I thought it was cool again. That is cool. Very distinctive as well. You know? Yeah. yeah, 618. Great cover for 618. A skeleton in the Robin costume with Batman right there. Red. At this point, if you're reading the storyline at the time, Batman, you're like, whoa, this is like, you know, it's one of those things where you just can't wait to get that next issue, boy. Everyone's buzzing about it. Fucking nerds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Jason Todd got Tim Drake, the pretender, and he starts, you know, talking in a way that Jason Todd would talk. And all of a sudden, Catwoman leaps out and just ropes Todd's hand so Tim Drake can escape. So just like in the long Halloween, you could see Selena just saving the day a lot. Cool, that's the way Jeff Loeb likes to use her, so that's pretty cool. Batman starts laying waste to who appears to be Jason Todd. I like all the red in the background. That was really cool, too. Oh, yeah. Alex yeah. definitely killed it on that one. A lot of rage. And then, you know, they go into that Under the Red Hood-esque dialogue where it's like, you know, well, how could you do this? How could you let me die? And this and that and the third, and he's punching him. Batman, I mean, he, he really doesn't know if he's... Fighting, I mean, there's a lot going on in his mind at this time. You know, he's he's like almost partially distracted, but he's also replaying the very beginning, trying to tie it all together and figure out the entire uh, mystery. Yeah, right. I like that scene where he's like using his fingers like he's like, come here, man. That is pretty badass. Catwoman's slick. She goes, what's he going to do if he finds out that it's not Jason Todd? that's come back to haunt him or whatever. It's kind of on the ball with that one. You're like fighting on, t on top of a cathedral at this point in the red. Really cool part when, um, I guess he's flipping up there and Batman notices something interesting or similar in his movements, being that of an, uh, like an acrobat, night, like, uh, like Nightwing. Oh, yeah. yeah, he says it's all too familiar. Yeah. Yeah, this figure says, come on, it was right in front of you the entire time, just like the purloin letter. Edgar Allan Poe's story, the very first detective story. And remember when someone cut the bat line and it was a batarang, you know, I cannot always collect them at a crime scene. And then why do you think you landed in Crime Alley where we first met? And why was the front left tire of that mobile blasted, you know, with something, with a projectile that could handle that? Just the same way that Jason Todd was stealing the first, you know, left tire, the front left tire. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of dug how that all of that connected, you yeah. know, when, when he wrapped mm -hmm. it up like that. That's one cool thing about Jeff Loeb is, I mean, he, he definitely knows how to write, like, you know, a mystery, I guess. Yeah, he does. And he then tie them together at the end because you're like, oh, okay, yeah, didn't ever think of that. Yeah. They're at top and Batman figures out that it's not Jason Todd. <laughs> I love when he says, you violated a child's grave. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to also point out, too, in uh, that other book I recommended to people who hadn't read earlier, the uh, Red Hood Lost Days book. Um, this fight here is, uh, what I was referring to when I say that book goes into what really happened, uh, cause they actually do end up showing that Jason 
was involved in the first part of the fight and then switched with Clayface, and that's when Batman started noticing he didn't fight like Jason. So it's good to read that book to tie into this. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then yeah, Batman also addresses the figures. He was hoping, he says that the appearance, that the figure was hoping that the appearance would make him pull back, would make Batman pull back his punches. And the guy's like, I only, I only wanted to be loved, Batman. And then he was like, that was the mistake you made. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts, his face starts melting away. Yeah, it starts melting away. And like, at first, if you look at, like, right when you, if you, you know, if you were reading this the first time and weren't so familiar with Clayface, or whatever, you'd probably be like, what the fuck is going on, you know? <laughs> it is pretty warped that that's the only time we kind of see Clayface in the story, even though, even though that was him, so. Well, right. technically he was in, he was in it earlier. Well, as the, yeah. as, yeah. as Tommy yeah. Elliott. But course. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Selena's pissed that they didn't trust her, and he's like, I trust you. Okay, we're okay. And then Batman's back in uh, the Watchtower talking to Oracle. Real, uh, I mean, I mean the uh, the Clock Tower. Love the Clock Tower, man. But Oracle figured something out. Uh, it was a, they found a relay hidden underneath his, in the cave, planning subliminal messages, uh, making him remember his time with uh, his friend Tommy. Right. Okay. Yes. And the, they found out the person who did that was um, ex homeless guy named Harold, who is a computer whiz with electronics. Yes. So they uh, it takes a few nights, but Oracle manages to arrange a meeting with Harold on a closed bridge. I guess she shut down the lights so they could meet on the bridge. Dramatic, but cool. And uh, it's the. <laughs> I love how Infantino and Mazzucchelli is on the sign on the bridge. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Harold is a guy. He was a, he was a mute, right? He was an ex homeless guy who Batman discovered and. Had him work on, I guess, gadgets and vehicles and computers in the Batcave because he was just brilliant in that aspect. I guess Harold can talk now and talks about how... Who's it? Tommy Elliott restored his... Yeah, yeah. that's why That's why he was helping hush Tommy Elliott because, you know, he, he promised he could help him. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he put that uh, that relay into the back computer that would, you know, send some, I guess, some subliminal images through Batman's mind about Tommy Elliott or whatever it is. Bat's like, Harold, like, if he could forgive you, the desire to be happy can be very powerful when exploited, and boom, a shot to the head and chest. Oh. Then there he is, the masked man, bandages in the trench coat, standing right before Batman with two loaded guns pointed to him, which leads us into the conclusion, which is Batman 619. But at this point, he was going for blood, wasn't he? At this point, Hush was trying to kill Batman, right? Well, he took him out first. He wanted him dead, too, to hurt Bruce. Remember we had two W's earlier? on the, Yeah. On, well, if you look at the, uh, the sign on the bridge... In that left panel, it says William Wu. So mm-hmm. it wasn't Wang, it was Wu. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was a little off. But, uh, <laughs> the whole point behind the trench coat that Hush wears was n- uh, nearly generic, presumably on purpose. Seen others wear it, such as Killer Croc, Jim Gordon, Jason, even Harold. And, and Harvey Dent as well. I mean, he's asking how he got the Jade necklace around his neck. So it kind of all clicks. So, so you gotta you gotta think from this standpoint. If you're reading it for the first time, you're like, how could that be Tommy Elliot? Tommy Elliot is dead, right? You know, but he has right, a necklace yeah. around his neck. He and he knows who Bruce she is. Had the bandages earlier. So. Yeah, so many deceptions, and he's trying to take the the stuff off. He's like, you don't get to peek behind the curtain yet. So I guess if you don't really know what's going on yet, it's really cool climax or build up to whatever's going on. Do you think it was a coincidence that we met on this bridge? I guess that's where he caused the accident for his father to die, but his mother survived, soon to be a cancer patient, where he mm-hmm. would have to wait for his inheritance. Tommy Elliott was like, uh, like he was like that good son. Remember that movie with Macaulay Culkin, The Good Son? Yeah. That's who. T- <laughs> that's who Thomas Elliott is. Just this little devil kid, <laughs> pretty much to grow. Yeah. Up, you know? He wanted the the riches that Bruce had from his parents dying. Right. And, uh, 
he was even more jealous of Bruce when his parents died and he inherited all their wealth and he blamed Thomas Wayne for saving uh, his mother because now yeah. he's uh, destined to a life of servitude instead of getting their fortune. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's messed up. He says, I was never angry your father let my father die. I was angry you let my mother live. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Oh yeah. So, I mean, he was pretty much psychotic at a young age. Yeah, right. it's brutal. He, so he, he planted something on the Batmobile to where he would shoot it, it would blow up. He didn't see that coming. Batman's on the ground, and old Jimbo, Jim Gordon, saves the day. The handgun pointed at Hush before anything could happen. Jim's like, damn, they're too close together. And then uh, then Harvey shows up, pretty much in the same trench coat, but without the bandages. Yep. And, uh, and then Harvey shoots him. He was twice, twice on the shoulder, yeah. Harvey Dent is very much Dark Knight Returns. It's almost like what would have happened if he took to the surgery well instead of <laughs> still believing he was deformed in the Dark Knight Returns. Old Tommy Elliot falls into the water. where Batch jumps in but can't find him. Gordon has to bring Harvey Dent in for shooting him. He's like, I'll take my chances with the courts. Do the cops really want Batman on the docket? <laughs> I don't know why I got a kick out of that right there. So Harold's dead. He thinks Thomas Elliot's dead, but he's not. We got a beautiful profile shot of Huntress. Dang, boy. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're going to do an episode on her. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should do Birds of Prey stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. There's some good ones. She's having a little conversation with Selena on the rooftop. Cool. And Batman and Superman are in the Batcave. And Batman has Superman scan his body for anything. He's trying to figure out how Thomas Elliot was able to track Batman. He thinks he planted yeah. something when he was in surgery under Thomas Elliot, the surgeon. And there was something in his skull. So um, <laughs> I love it because um, he's like, there's something at the base of your skull so tiny, a homing device. And Bruce is like, burn it. And he's like, I could hurt. And he's like, do it. And he burned. You see Batman just clutching his fist a little, but then it's done. <laughs> That's pretty badass. And Diggs, what was Riddler's whole role in this? How he just gets you. He in. played the middleman for Hush with the rogues. Um, Riddler um, also, him and Tommy had an agreement where um, he found out, Riddler found out um, Bruce's Batman finally because he, he wanted to know desperately. And he played the middleman to arrange all the rogues because none of the rogues would trust uh, Hush because they didn't know him. So Riddler kind of was the middleman for setting up uh, everything. And uh, so in, in return, Riddler knows the identity of Batman at this point with that. But he also understands that he's in hot water with Ra's al Ghul. So Batman tells yeah. him that in case you ever just do decide to trade in his identity, keep in mind Ra's al Ghul is still looking for who used his Lazarus pit. So <laughs> right then and there, Riddler's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but then that iconic view, Batman's at the grave site. Um, it's kind of sad when they mentioned how long it took. It took Batman a little time to find out Harold's last name, but he eventually found it, so he could make a, a headstone for him. Selina shows up, and it's kind of cool because it shows that Selina does what does want something with Batman. But I think Batman comes to you know reality to comes to terms with the fact that anyone involved with him like that is just gonna get hurt or just gonna complicate things. It's kind of like until next time, and then he just leaves him there at the gravesite, at Harold's gravesite in the end. Which is kind of cool is the way to wrap it up because there was a there was a conclusion, but at the same time, you know, Tommy Elliot's body was never recovered in this story when we first when they first introduced him as Hush. So it like right it and ended, uh, it, people want to. I was gonna say too, if people want to pick up, you know, after you read that book and you want to know more what happens afterwards, uh, they did a book Hush Returns, which uh, 
be honest, it's not a very good book. <laughs> um, but uh, the only good thing in it I loved was Hush beats the holy hell out of Riddler. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Literally, he throws him through a rooftop and everything. He beats the hell out of him. Um, Joker, so Joker after, beats the shit. Joker that, beats uh, the shit out of Hush, too. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. After so, that, heart yeah, uh, of heart of Hush is fantastic. Heart of Hush is that's oh, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. in, that in uh, streets of Gotham. That's uh, Paul Dini and Dustin Nguyen. Do yeah, heart Paul Dini Hush took everything so from the character and made it into the character I love. I mean, I I liked Hush after this book, but when I read Heart of Hush, Heart of Hush, that that's when he became my favorite character. I mean, Dustin Nguyen great. says the same thing. Dustin says that Heart of Hush is the story that made him love Hush. Yeah. yeah, not only that, Same but like, like Heart of Hush is on the next level to show how important Batman and Catwoman's relationship is. It just takes it to a yeah. whole new level. It's not as long as Hush, but it's so fucking good. He does something oh, more yeah. impactful in that book than he did in this big drawn-out storyline. So, he really does, uh, man. I mean, it shows... Yeah. It, it really shows how much Catwoman means to Batman, and even even right now, Tom King's doing the same thing, showing how much Catwoman means to Batman. It's just that endless theme. The followers wanted to vote for us to cover this at the same time we started to read Rooftops. I thought it was kind of cool parallel. Oh, Rooftop! It wasn't um, wasn't Hush one of the three like uh, DC 75th anniversary slipcase stories? Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was yeah. Hush, Dark Knight Returns, and what was the third Ow. one? Ow. Oh yeah, Quarterfinal. I think that's it's a pretty good statement to say that this is. I mean, if you like prefer a brand new, never read Batman before um, person to the comics, I I would have to give this as one of like the three or four mm. stories to read. It's like read this, you'll love the way Batman looks, and you'll love the story. Well, yeah. also I mean, you you learn about so many characters or are introduced Absolutely. to a lot of characters. You may not understand all their history and all their roles, but that'll be the springboard into to finding out more yeah. you know yeah, yeah. i mean and and, and, and but i mean hush i mean it's one of those stories that i mean you can just pick you can pick up and read it for the second time 10th time 100th time 100 times and diggity <laughs> you know ton of classic villains ton of kings it, it, it's definitely a nice it was definitely nice to be able to <clears throat> take a break from the modern canic Hammock and be able to read a good classic. <laughs> read a good Kamek. classic. Uh, a good classic hammock. 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 Well, I like the way that you know they tie in a lot of classic stories in and give it a modern feel. But I also like that you can always find you know like you were saying, you can pick it up for the tenth or twentieth time and find something new out yeah. of it that you never saw before. And it's got Huntress, so I'm good with that. Huntress, Huntress you know what? It, it's, good for, all Huntress. It's, it's good for the, the, the females because uh, this is as good as Huntress is going to get. This is the way Harley Quinn should be written in Gotham. Uh, Catwoman, we've, you know, we've, we've spoke about That's Catwoman like already. And we yeah. spoke about Ivy already, Green Ivy. Yeah, for the Sirens and Huntress alone, it's it's as good as it gets. And that covers all the bases. There's romance, there's monsters, Superman. Yeah, even Green Lantern. Damn. If you guys think Alex Sinclair shines on this one, you need to check out All-Star Batman and Robin, man. He just yeah. That is like the best coloring I've ever seen in a comic book. That I don't know I don't know That's what they were smoking. 
with drinking <laughs> or shooting up to do that art, but damn. oh fuck. Oh, stay on some robo rich shit on, on that boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's some good shit. We're gonna, we're gonna cover that. Soon. That means they slapped through half. Robo diggity out of five diggities. Oh diggity. How many diggity? How many diggities do you diggity diggity? <laughs> I can't believe you're even asking me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I is, isn't this the diggity? story where I think this is the story where the the diggity scale originated? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Diggity. Five. So you diggity, you don't think anything is wrong with it? Do you think anything's wrong? With it? Well, I, I mean, I won't say that. That there is some things in it that I would change, and uh, yeah. um, there is some things that I, I don't think that they should included so much in there. I kind of. I kind of thought the whole two-face inclusion was a little pointless. I didn't really understand why they had to put it in there. Um, you know, especially him being the foil at the end of it. You know, they should have just had it been between Batman well, and Hush. Maybe because Jeff, Jeff Lowe's so paranoid about people figuring it out early on. Maybe I know, he, yeah. He yeah. just wants I to throw these curveballs in. that in as a, as a throw-off. To, I just would have rather him be left out of the final conclusion of it. Right. And, and yeah, there were a couple of shoehorned carriers. Definitely a couple of shoehorn pieces in there, but... Uh, I'd say definitely, you know, the reason I'd rate it that high is it's pretty much like what you guys have said. It... it it's a great book for a beginner. It's a great book for somebody that's a fan uh, already. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, it's good for anybody to read. And the artwork and the color is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I totally recommend it to anybody to check out. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. That's pretty cool. Really quick note of the, um, one of the covers, you know, when you have Harley Huntress and Catwoman on the cover where it's split between Hush and Batman. Uh, the the gun she's holding up it has like a silencer and and it says, "Hush silencer 2002" on it. The <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I agree with with Diggity and Tom though. This is it's it has, it's, it has flaws, but it's a great book. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, a great, it's, it's comic great. books. It's not you don't gotta sit down and pick about the fucking story. It's all stars. It's characters. It's fights. It's getting grumps. That's that's yeah. what you read a comic book for. That's what, you, what about you, Gramps? <laughs> out of five barbecue cups, man. What do you think, man? Uh, it's a very solid three point eight. Oh shit! What uh pulls it back from a perfect score? Wrong. <laughs> well just like we talked about i mean you know there were parts that that kind of feels like they tied up the conclusion really quick yeah, yeah um, awesome. there were like we found the the grammatical thing with harley quinn even though now that we talked about it you almost think that in character that's probably how she would say it she would kind of twist it around because she's a <laughs> yeah. little little dingy i still i still I still want to figure out or know how Ivy got Superman under control because, mm, right, yeah. you know, that just seems a little, eh, but anyway, yeah. just little minor things. Um, the little, yeah, the quick wrap-ups, I get it, definitely. But, I mean, there, there's so many there's so many great stories uh, of Batman. I, I kind of got to put it a notch below some of the ones that I think are the all-time greatest, so yeah. that's just a number I throw out there. Graham's like, nothing comes close to DKR, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got DKR, you got Year One, you got oh. Long Halloween, oh, you got shit. you got uh, yeah. so many yeah. other great ones. Obviously yeah, Strikes Again, I mean, pff, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, um... I think for, for, for the new people reading it, when they see that with 
Poison Ivy and Superman and uh, you know yeah. a, a teenager is going through the book and he's like Poison Ivy. So you're just thinking this shit is cool. Like absolutely, one cool yeah. thing after the other. I could bump it up to a four point one <laughs> because it had bumper. Huntress all in there, <laughs> yeah. but it didn't. It didn't have Wonder <laughs> Woman. So I'm gonna. Well, well, they the they saved uh, they saved Wonder Woman for All Star Batman and Robin, I think. With that's true. Uh, that's yeah, true. and Black Canary. <laughs> she was so awesome. In what, that what, what do you think, um, Bad Force Tom? Uh, out of um, out of five In and Out rappers, what do you think, bro? <laughs> <laughs> out of five diapers, how many? <laughs> how many diapers? I, I would say, I would say, uh, it would probably be five rappers, yeah. but then I'd go into the garbage and probably pull out three more. <laughs> <laughs> See, what, did you? Re, so, do you rehush early in your comic game, or like in the middle of your comic game, like when you were? This was like, actually, I want to. What year did this come out? Or what year did it conclude? Two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, Th- that was when it was concluded. What was the year run? So oh no, that's time. when it started coming out. Um, so the the reason I think that Hush is so uh, near and dear to me is because I had I had gotten away from Batman comics for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I actually didn't get back into comics because of Batman. I got back into comics because it. of uh, Amory Wars. It finished so, in 03, Tom. It's okay, yeah, it yeah. Finished in 03. So Amory Wars, Amory Wars would have started up in. Probably O three or O five. So I was I was collecting Amory Wars single issue, and then uh, when I was in the shop, uh, I saw I think it was the first Hush trade, and so that's how I picked it up and started reading it, and I was fucking blown away by Jim Lee's art. Yeah, that's like what good. just blew me away. I was like, holy shit! Like yeah, it's good. this, I I had never seen anything in a Batman comic like that before. Yeah, and yeah. it was like seriously next fucking level, and I didn't know that comics can really look that way. Yeah, you know, like, or, or Batman you, comics rather. I was the same way. As a matter of fact, actually, that's why it's so near and dear to me as well, is because it was also one of my entry books to comics because uh, I was always a fan of Batman. You know, like the movies, the animated series, all that. But I was never big on reading and stuff. And then, like, I just remember I was walking through one day and. I saw a cover to it, and I was like, holy crap, that art's amazing. And I was yeah. just like, I'm going to pick this up and read it. And, you know, I've been hooked to reading Batman ever since. So. Yeah, so I, guys- I, I, hadn't been, I hadn't been reading Batman. I, I hadn't read Batman comics. Like, the last time I think I had fucking picked up a Batman comic or looked at one was uh, young. And uh, it was like the Nightfall run. Yeah. And that was scary for me because I was a little kid. I think I remember being a little kid <laughs> and seeing like the... It, I know it, was, it, it wasn't necessarily maybe Nightfall, but Kelly Jones was doing the covers. Oh, shit. Oh, shame and so shame. like a little kid walking into a comic shop looking at Kelly Jones' Batman covers, this shit is scary. Oh, shit. So like yeah, I, I picked crazy. it up and I would yeah. look at it and I was like, no, I can't handle this. So I, I wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. But uh, everyone was reading Superman comics, right? Mm. Yeah, I remember so that time. Everyone was pulling Superman, so yeah. I was reading Superman. So Superman was what I was reading. Oh, okay. And uh, Hush was what, like, fucking was, you know. Like I a remember, gateway um, comic. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember Image being around, and I remember that looking crazy, and all the uh, artwork was super, like, the art was super heavy pushed for Image. Uh, and then that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like it was heavily, in, heavily kind of weighing on the art. So. Yeah. Right. It's kind of awesome yeah. that Batman has in history has have has had all the greatest comic artists in the game, you know, wanting to draw Batman. So Oh, dude, sure. like if you Yeah, you think about it like if there's if you ask any comic book writer or comic book artist, like 
what is your we, dream gig? Yeah. Oh, I got to write Batman at some point. Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's the big one. Like, yeah, like even Jason Fowler was saying, oh, I want to do it, but I don't know if I'm ready yet to try yeah. and write one. Yeah, it's one of those things. They're afraid of it. How many fucking characters are you afraid of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they're don't. they afraid of it. Well, they know how how much is writing on it because he's so cherished, you know, so. Yeah. They just want to no, sing. They, they fear the grumpler, man. Yeah, right. I have your so scent. You, so you, you guys, none of you guys bought this when it was coming out monthly? No. That was what you said. You know, I, 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 I have it. Yeah. I did. Christ. I picked I did. it up like mid run and then I went back and got the old ones. I saw it in like, I was in like a pharmacy or something like yeah, that. I, I can't like, remember. Shit. And they had one of them on a rack. It was like, uh, I think on like 611 or 612. And I, the art caught my attention. I grabbed it, and then I started reading them. Like I went back and got the others, and that I've been reading Batman ever since then. Uh, I, dude, I, I, I was buying the shit, like trying to figure out who the fuck is Hush and this and that. Perfect. How many? I was, out of five grumps. How many grumps do you give it? How many grumps are we getting? I give it five grumps. Five grumps. Are you telling me there's? Perfect. Are you telling me there's not one thing to grump about in this book for you? There's a couple, you know, little things, but little, I little mean, it's entertaining. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's, this is a different time in comics than today, where the social media picks apart every fucking issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and, point. You know, like put yeah. put this put this in the climate of when it came out, 2002. Like just pu- just picture what was yeah, coming out in 2000. Memes. This no memes. This this thing was crazy, dude. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Like this thing, 2002, like you look at other comics that are coming out in 2002, none of them look like this. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Plus, people were psyched for Jim Lee to be doing that because he was huge on X Men. He made a big Yeah, there X-Men. was a lot of talk about this. Too. I, I, remember, I, remember it, I remember it being a huge deal when he left. I remember that. I remember, remember uh, him, hey. him leaving Marvel and people were losing their shit. Don't forget, um,. Jeff Loeb as well. You know, he already did Long Halloween and Dark Victory. He's like, yo, Jeff Loeb's writing a new Batman story. So that was a big deal, too, at the time. Like, yeah. Yep. New one. Well, I also think that, uh, you know, not just, well, even from his Marvel stuff, but from this book alone, he Im- Lee influenced a lot of, of, you know, artists that came after him with, you know, his design of Batman and, and the style and stuff like that. So a lot of artists also... You know, look up to Jim Lee as an influence to them. I definitely feel his inspiration a lot too. When I see like Finch and Fabic, they have that nice dark style, oh, uh, realistic look and stuff. You know, and and yeah, I love yeah. that. That's my favorite type of, of art. So. Yeah. You know, what I was yeah, I actually just thought about it right now. You know what us scared me away from pulling Batman comics is uh, first time I ever picked up a Spider-Man comic. They fucking kill him, and they tell you Ben Riley. <laughs> Ben Riley's the real Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Parker ain't shit, and Peter Parker's dead. That was the first fucking Spider-Man comic I ever read. Web of Spider-Man. Peter Parker dies. The That's brutal, first, first Superman comic, first Superman comic I ever pulled, <laughs> I think in the '90s, fucking dies. Right, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Fuck so sake. I didn't like that. I felt the first moment, the first minute I pick up a Batman comic, they're gonna fucking kill him. Shit. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh man. What about you, old um, Trunky? How many trunks out of five trunks are you gonna trunk it? Shit. I mean, it, it's definitely a 
four and a half to you know four point eight. Oh shit! You fucking asshole! It'd be four trunks and about eight glove boxes. Eight glove. You can hide a lot in there. What LPC? How many Chris Christie penguin suits do you give it out of five? Penguin I give it five Chris Christie rolls on this one. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> damn! It's getting a flawless, huh? Flawless I'm not, obviously victory. Obviously, not as well versed as everybody else. I mean, I started really getting into this stuff a couple of years ago when you guys put me on to everything. But this was definitely one of the first three books you guys told me to check out. Because I think you said Quarter Owls, like what was coming out around that time. Oh shit! Year one, obviously. Uh, Long Halloween, we we're just going to cover around that point in time. Killing yeah. Joke, I already read. Nice. And uh, I think I had to eat my. I think I read. Dark Knight Returns by then too, but this everything's amazing, dude. And you could say we're talking about Faybach. We talked to him the first time. He said Jim Lee was a huge inspiration. I'm like, you definitely see it in his work and how like amazing it is today. Totally, yeah. Yeah, that's not. Well, has has Mrs. Preorder read it yet? Hush. She got to work her way up to this one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the comic or something? <laughs> Touching. It's got Loeb's signature on it. Work her way up to reading. Hey, big shout out to my man LPC who who made a dream of mine come true. He got Jeff Loeb to sign my Long Halloween along with Tim Sale. It's not easy to get Jeff Loeb to find, to meet Jeff Loeb. So yeah, him and Tim Sale were in a good mood that day. Oh, I lucked out. Oh. We got uh, have a rich out of five Gary blunts. What do you give it? <laughs> uh, five. Five, huh? Not it's, bad. It's it's one of my favorite Batman stories ever. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. <laughs> I love it. And Rob, how many Tim Hortons cups do you give this one? Uh, I'm gonna give it like four and a half. That's just because. I, I feel sometimes a lot of stories have what this one does, where the the very final conflict at the end just resolves too quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I'm gonna go with four point five as well because um, I think the Boy bridge scene could have been more. <laughs> it could the the bridge scene four um four and a half out of five Dunkin' Donuts grumps. That's what I'm gonna give it because <laughs> uh, I think um yeah, a lot of strings were uh, loose ends were tied up too quickly and uh, that bridge scene could have been a little more epic. I mean he gets shot, he falls into the water, and that's it. I, could, I think there could have been a little more to it. Um, yeah, but yeah. it is written in a way where it's ongoing as well. So you got to keep, you know, it's, it's during the Batman run. So you got to keep that in mind as well. It's not like a straight to hardcover one. Other than the loose ends wrapping up uh, and the Joker's nose and the, the twisted barrels and Batman's <laughs> right arm being bigger than of Gotham City. Uh, it's like, it's really fucking awesome. And the sirens never, you know, they look so amazing. Huntress looks so amazing. The Harley Quinn's introduction to continuity is amazing. You know, Hush has evolved. And there was a good story behind it when you go over it again and again. The, you, know, art, you can't say enough about the artwork. you got to give it up to Jim Lee, Sinclair, and Williams. And I'd recommend it to anyone. This is one story that there are so many things going on. There are so many little sleight-of-hand things, tricks going on that yeah. you read it two, three times, you start picking up on things that you didn't pick up. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Loeb is so good about those, you know, crime mystery stories you know just go on and yeah. have all these pieces to it he really does it well you think jim lee could ever make a deadline like this again because i don't know hey gotham dwellers make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to bat force radio we can be found on itunes and soundcloud don't miss out guaranteed to satisfy 
all of your Batman and DC needs.